0: To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Hey, hey, we made it to Friday. What's up everybody? Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. What on earth do we have to talk about? What are we going to do this weekend? It's just one of those weekends where you sit around and you go, is there anything going on? Yeah, what yard work I guess. Stop, scratch it, strike that, back it up, reverse it. What's up on a Friday? Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad and you. Thanks for being with us. You want to be part of the show? C Spire text line is the best way to do it. 601-879-4395 601-879-4395. At C Spire they know that you deserve the plan that is really what it says it is. No bull. That's what they do at C Spire. The real deal. $45 each for one or two lines with paperless billing, automatic billing on a month to month basis. Learn more online at cspire.com. Well, boys, we have made it. We have talked about every possible angle we can think of leading up to today, and so we'll do it one more day, and then three hours from right now, first pitch, we will have been underway game one of a big series in Starkville between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, or, if you prefer, Mississippi State and Ole Miss.
5: Depends who you ask.
4: Depends on who you ask. Hey, Dad, what's up?
5: How much and there there is one angle we really haven't covered, and that's the historical angle, but we've got two great guests today that'll uh sort of fill that in for us, I think.
4: Yeah, Brad Henderson, who is now the color analyst on the Ole Miss Radio Network and is the all-time hits leader in Ole Miss Baseball history, will join us in about twelve minutes. And at four oh five today. Tom Hart will join us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. Uh, Tom, along with Kyle Peterson, are calling the action tonight on the SEC Network with the first pitch at 6 o'clock. And then, in the 5 o'clock hour, the great Jay Powell will join us as well. We will talk about uh, his time at Mississippi State, what he remembers about playing against Ole Miss, and kind of his thoughts on the weekend series As well. Caleb not exactly easing into things on the ceasefire text line. Is Ole Miss going to get the job done this weekend? We'll see, Caleb. Borky, be honest. So I'll tell you what Borky and I did earlier today in just a minute. We were talking earlier today, and I said, Borky, I honestly have no idea how this series is going to go this weekend. True or false? True. And then we kind of talked about you know what what factors could play into it or, or whatnot. Hey, if you are in the Jackson area, kind of as your home, or you're looking for a weekend getaway, there's a treat. the refuge. So I talked to a number of people who years ago played regularly, played golf regularly at the refuge. It is kind of out by the airport in Flowood and for four years this golf course has been closed. It was a public golf course. It was closed for renovations. It was an extensive renovation process. Uh, They brought in Troon Golf uh, as a management company uh, in conjunction with Honors Golf which is based out of Birmingham and have done a really cool redesign. There are three completely new holes. There are some new greens out there. And it opens to the public on Monday, like this coming Monday, April the 19th. Borky and I got a little bit of a sneak peek this morning. We were able to sneak out, went off about 10 o'clock, uh, played the course. And, man, I came away blown away. And, and here's what I'll tell you about the golf course. It is not the most difficult golf course in the history of the world. It, is, it, it just isn't. But that's okay. And that kind of makes it fun. This is the kind of golf course that you want to go out with with your buddies and maybe you're playing a game, you're not worried about losing half a dozen golf balls, you know, you're not worried about the course beating you up and you got a bunch of putts that aren't fair, and the the rough is so penal you can't. It's just a fun, flat golf course with a bunch of trees, but not nearly as many trees as it had prior to the redesign. It has an open feel. Uh, there are plenty of birdie opportunities out there, but also if you four putt, raising my hand. Uh, you can make a big number on something as uh, as well. Hey, Dad, you would have taken a four you, putt
5: with pleasure. What do you What do you do if you 12 putt?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. Okay, no no good. Um, so anyway, check it out. The Refuge. I'll give you the website later on this afternoon. There's also a brand new hotel and conference center that's going in there. And uh, before Borky even got out there, I got a kind of a sneak peek, quick tour of the uh, the new Sheraton. It's a 200 room hotel. I got to see it too. Did you go in? All? I did. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know you did a tour. Okay. well You did that after the round, then. No, I did it, uh, so you were getting one from one guy. I walked up, and the pro took me around I got and, and did the same thing. So go. w- we got the same experience, just separately. There's a rooftop bar up on the top floor where you are looking directly back toward downtown Jackson. You kind of look back to the north and see you know, almost all the way back to where we are in the Farm Bureau building. Uh, it's just a really well-done, really cool setup. They've got a resort. Style pool, big lazy river, out there, just a really cool thing that's happening there in uh, in Flowood, and you can go online and uh, get your tee times or uh, give them a call. Again, they open to the public on Monday. Hey, Dad, you could have joined us as well, but you had this baseball thing going tonight.
5: Yeah, that's that is a true story. Yeah.
4: Uh, somebody says you guys should have set up and broadcast live from Stark Vegas for Super Bulldog Weekend. It's not because we didn't talk about that; it just didn't work out logistically. Like we 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 explored some different ideas on that, and this time, given kind of some of the stuff that's going on, it it just didn't work out. The folks at Mississippi State have always been incredibly gracious and welcoming to us, and uh, we certainly will uh, be doing that as we move forward into the uh, into the future. Uh Hey, Dad, what's Starkville feel like today? Is it buzzing?
5: Yeah, it's it's busy around town already. You know, traffic's a, a little bit of a problem already. I can't wait to try to get to the ballpark uh, a little later in the evening. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely a buzz around town. Uh, looks like the weather's going to be okay to get through this. And, uh, yeah, people are ready to see it. The forecast is not perfect,
4: but it looks like it's going to be doable. Is that is that the best way to describe
5: it at this point? That would be how I would I would phrase it. Yeah, look, it looks like we'll get through it.
4: In terms of the hourly forecast at six p.m., there's only actually it's gotten better. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think they're gonna have any issue with baseball. Cloudy and about a fifteen to twenty percent chance of rain with a very light wind out of the east, and it's really not going to be that cold. It's going to be mid sixties, kind of falling into the upper fifties throughout the course of the game. That's uh, that is muy bueno. Oh yeah, I mean you take we'll that. will take it. Even though it's the middle of April and it's usually scorching hot by now. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather this than ninety eight, you know, and just sweating your tail off. I'd take mid sixties over touching a hundred.
5: I've been saying it my whole life, Porky. welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean it could it be better than tonight? Sure, but it, it it's been worse. Uh Mike says he's sitting in the parking lot outside the stadium right now. Well, don't be late, Mike. <laughs> I think you're going to make first pitch. That is uh great news. Uh he says he's got an extra ticket for Saturday and Sunday if uh if you want it, Borky. Think you're come on, all Borky? All set. See, come, come and, on uh, so that's the second offer I've gotten. I talked about it on the live stream uh yesterday and I got a couple offers after that. I said if I'm going to go to one of these games, I'm not going to sit up in between hate ad and some joker from the Clarion Ledger. Like I I'm I want to if I'm going to go to one of these games, <laughs> I want to sit in the outfield next to a grill and a beer in my hand and to take it in like the fans do. You know what I mean? I'm not I'll a journalist. Right now, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a journalist. I mean, i don't have a deadline to write some piece that's going to get printed or published or, or whatever. I, I mean, I, I watch so I can talk on the radio about it. So the better vantage point would be the outfield. Yeah. I could have gotten credentialed, I assume, if I wanted to, but it's less fun up there.
5: You better drink that beer, Borky. No, no, throwing it in the air. Yeah.
4: Hey, Mississippi State students did beer showers, and they had fun doing it. They were they were shamed. They were shamed out of it, but those kids had a blast. I uh, I had a very kind invitation to um, join one of uh, Mississippi State outfield, left field lounges finest, and I just can't make it this weekend. Got uh, got baseball stuff for the little man tomorrow and uh, and Sunday. I'm in Jackson today, uh, so I will be locked in listening and watching, and just can't wait to soak it up. And you know, it's it's not a bad way to soak in a baseball weekend. It, oh no! Obviously, my first preference is to be in the ballpark. I love being in the ballpark, whether you're talking about Oxford or Starkville or Baton Rouge or anywhere in between or beyond. I love it. There's nothing like that. But there's also something that's kind of cool with, you know, baseball on the radio or on television in the background and you're hanging out by the grill and uh just kind of soaking it up
5: with friends, especially so, as as much beef as you're going to put on that grill this weekend, My goodness. The,
4: Yes. Yes. Should I tell him Borky? He brought the grill.
5: Hey, <laughs> dad gave me the It had to pump. be that way.
6: It had to be that way.
4: You know, you just do Good what you got to do.
5: You're I'm th-
6: cooking, you need your tool. A man needs his tools.
4: I am thankful that I will have help unloading it because loading it was not an easy task. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's going to be good. Sports Talk Mississippi, Brad Henderson from the Ole Miss Sports Network joins us when we come back. Former Rebel baseball player and current color analyst alongside David Kellum. He'll join us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Just getting started on a Friday. We're going to have a good time with you today.
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. At the moment, just heavy delays in Richland, 49 southbound from Old 49, down past Harper, elsewhere. No other major problems so far this afternoon. Buckle up, drive safe, have a great weekend. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946.
7: Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No-Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
2: Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet featuring the most innovative cub cadet zero-turn mowers lawn tractors walk behind mowers and more stop by woods equipment the lawnmower store on highway 80 and pearl
8: come on down
9: let's make a deal ridgeland mitsubishi is your truck and jeep headquarters Yep, you heard that right. Your truck and Jeep HQ. Whether you're looking for a two wheel drive, four by four, or a diesel, come check out our amazing truck selection. Every brand, every size, lifted and customized. We've got em. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted, and Kitted Jeeps for your choose from. We're sure to have exactly what you're looking for because we are your truck and Jeep HQ. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your truck and Jeep HQ at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See you for details with proof.
3: Do you have chronic pain, feelings of depression, anxiety, or just stressed out? Mississippi's Finest CBD can provide an organic alternative to staying healthy and active without the psychoactive side effects. We're a Mississippi-based company, and we make our own products. Mississippi's Finest CBD has a completely contactless online store at MSFinest.com. These products are available now for shipping or local delivery. That's MSFinest.com. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State.
9: How do you like that? I love
0: it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Time to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favrates.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Brad Henderson joins us right now. He's the color analyst on the Ole Miss Baseball Radio Network and is the all-time hits leader. And, Hindu, i got to tell you this. So we've got a video stream that goes along with this. And when we don't have actual video to accompany the guest, obviously you're talking to me on the phone, there's a still picture there. And Haydad is the one that's usually in charge of pulling the pictures. Okay. We, we've got young, skinny number sixteen in the white <laughs> pinstripe jerseys with the big script "Old Miss" across the chest, with the cutout sleeves and the navy blue undershirt.
11: Oh man, that's a that's gotta be a framer, is it not? Can y'all not put that up in the in the studio?
4: Uh, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> and also a black TPX in your hands, which, by the way, you'd get run out of town if you tried to swing a TPX with Ole Miss now. It's it's all Easton all the time. So, uh, Hey, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for some time this afternoon. Let's start with you kind of taking us back down memory lane. Uh, you grew okay. up in the state of Mississippi. Uh, baseball was a huge deal in Starkville and was becoming a big deal in Oxford when you were coming to school. So kind of take us back to, to your childhood, who you were a fan of growing up, how you ended up at Ole Miss.
11: Okay. Uh, born in Hall County Hospital here in Starkville, <laughs> Mississippi. My dad was the baseball coach at Starkville High School, uh, and I lived here till I was seven. Uh, my parents both went to Mississippi State, and uh, when I was seven, my dad got the job at Tupelo. So we then moved to Tupelo, but I... Continued being a state fan, uh, and until it, it was one of those deals. I didn't really get recruited, uh, and didn't. I, I had a football injury when I was in high school, and it, it kind of shunned a lot of recruitment. But uh, anyhow, two weeks before my freshman year in college, Ole Miss called. They had a kid uh, named Chris Haas from Paducah, Kentucky, uh, sign and go pro. And they had a little bit of money left over from that, and uh, it was the first time I'd ever been. To the Ole Miss baseball field was uh, two weeks before my first day at college. Are you so, serious? Uh, yeah. So, um, to make a long story short, I'm I'm a rebel through and through. But uh, yeah, I came up coming to the Left Field Lounge growing up when I was a kid, and had never been to an Ole Miss game. Uh, I guess till the the first one I ever played in.
4: Hindu, so so many of the guys that that grew up in Mississippi playing baseball went to Ron Polk baseball camps growing up. Were, were you one of those kids?
11: Yeah, when it was like 112 every day and you had to walk (laughs) two miles to the dorm. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, Coach Polk was so good. And, you know, he and my dad obviously were, were friends, uh, and still are. And, uh, but yeah, that was the kind of the thing to do. And, uh, but like you said, Ole Miss kind of was, wasn't really in the picture yet. And, um, but then obviously, you know, the, the Donnie Kessinger years when, uh, DeLucci and that bunch kind of finally got them back on the map, you know, and then, my senior year, you know, we, we were able to make a regional, and then, of course, two years later, uh, Mike Bianco shows up, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's just an awesome battle now. You
12: know,
4: for for somebody who played in the time where Ole Miss baseball was starting to become a thing, do you ever sit back and kind of look, you know, attendance last week against Arkansas or the stadium or the facilities or just how much fans care and go, man, how did we get
11: here? Yeah, and it matters. You know and again I there's a lot of people that get a lot of credit but uh you know what coach Bianco has taken this program it just went to that next level and it got there in a hurry you know it got yeah. pretty special 0405 you know when head and petway and that bunch ran through there and it, and it just never really stopped yeah. and uh yeah sitting up in that press box last weekend with you know 11,000 at every game it's, it's special and it means something and you know, I'm proud for the university for investing in it uh, and the fans have bought in. And and that's just an awesome place to be and, and watch a baseball game.
4: What do you remember about playing against Mississippi State as a player?
11: Oh, a lot. A lot. Uh, my first year, uh, my freshman year, we came to Starville, beat them two out of three. Uh, it was the last weekend of the year, last series of the year. I hit my first college home run. Uh, I remember the Friday night. Uh, I uh, started that game, and I they walked Todd Menzik ahead of me with two outs, and I got a, a go-ahead single in the top of the night to put us up uh, to win that Friday night game. But, you know, I, we could talk for an hour, you know, about the memories because it, it is special. I mean, if you're from the state of Mississippi, you know what this weekend means, and um, you know what Thanksgiving means. And, you know, when they when they get it on – get after each other on the basketball court. I mean, it's just a little different. I mean, the game still counts the same um, as far as these this this weekend, uh, as far as the standings goes, but it, it's just a little more special because of the in-state rivalry.
4: Brad Henderson on your radio. He is the color analyst on the uh, Ole Miss Radio Network, works alongside David Kellum. He's the all-time hits leader in Ole Miss history yeah. as well. So about this weekend, and. We have spent the entire week breaking down, you know, starting pitching, bullpens, offenses, defenses, whatever. If if you had to kind of really lock in on one thing that could be the difference in winning this series and losing this series this weekend from an Ole Miss perspective, what do you think it is?
11: I think it's the offense. I really do. Uh, I, th- I think both teams are going to run some really good arms out there. But I Oh, Miss is hot, uh, and, and this goes back for, you know, the past 10 or 12 games. And, uh, you know, they, we talked earlier in the year, uh, you know, they were in that 265 range, and they come into this game hitting over 300. Uh, and, you know, the question was, can, can we replace Tim? And, you know, we're not going to replace Tim Elko, obviously, but, you know, we've got some guys that are starting to swing it. They're starting to figure it out, uh, especially some of these younger guys, McCants, Gonzalez. Um, but I really think it comes down to who gets the big hit late in the game. I really do. I, I think it's just the staffs are so good. Um, but again, we've swung it well. I, I thought we didn't look intimidated in Gainesville. Uh, I thought we swung it lights out last weekend. We just couldn't get that big hit on Friday and, uh, obviously couldn't mount the, the incredible comeback on Sunday. But, uh, you know, it, it's, if, if they won't let the, the 15,000 overwhelm them, and can just put continue to put pressure on Mississippi State, I think Ole Miss has a, a real shot to to win the series.
4: Brad, when you look at Cale Baker, uh, you know he had the Hammett injury and, and missed three weeks, and I think people kind of dismiss that a little bit. They go, well, he got off to a slow start and he's not not swinging it. But being out for three weeks has to have some effect. Has a four-for-four four night, hits a home run, has a bases-clearing double on, on Tuesday night. Is that momentum that can carry over, or was that a one-off from from Kale Baker?
11: No, I, I think it's momentum that can carry over. And like you said, with him being out, of course, he missed the the beginning. You know, in Arlington with with the yeah. uh, with COVID, and uh, it's a timing issue. And uh, you know, he looked really good. Obviously, that's the best he's looked all year uh, during the midweek this week. And and we're going to need Kale. Uh, but no, obviously, the arms are going to be a little bit better on this Mississippi State staff, but that has to give him a lot of confidence going into this week.
4: Any update on Justin Bench? He was not able to go on uh, Tuesday night, a little bit of a a back injury at this point. Do we know whether or not he's going to be in the lineup for, for Ole Miss tonight? I, well,
11: I, I talked to one of the assistants yesterday, and they felt like Justin was going to go. Uh, and I actually ran into his mom and dad at the hotel earlier, and they said uh, that it's still got some soreness. I expect Justin to play tonight, uh, unless he just, unless it's just giving him, you know, too too much pain, and uh, it it happened on a swing, his last swing, uh, in, in the game against Arkansas on Sunday. So unfortunate, uh, because they, obviously he won't be a hundred percent, but you know he, he'll play through it. And if, if you can't get excited to play in this game, uh, you know, I, I just think the adrenaline will take over, and I I, I think we'll see him all three games. Brad, I certainly don't want to play a single outing, but Mike
4: Bianco decided to take a red shirt off a kid on Tuesday night in, uh, in Jack Doherty, freshman out of Collierville. Hadn't seen him all season long, and he sat 92-93 with a fastball and had a slider that he was not throwing for swing and miss strikes, but was getting across for strikes with some nasty bite on it. Can a kid like that who hasn't done anything turn around and be called on and, and expected to contribute in an SEC get weekend?
11: Well, yes, yes. Kenny, absolutely. Obviously a little bit different stage here than what he came in, but I tell you, Richard, he was so – his command and his presence on the mound, it looked like he had been doing it for a year and a half. Uh, Now, you know, he hasn't seen SEC offenses yet, but that stuff was electric Tuesday. And so it it doesn't matter if it's 94 against – Austin Peter 94 against Mississippi State. It's still 94 with a nasty slider. Um, so, you know, I think with Max Chofey being out now for the rest of the season, and, and I think we'll have to use him. Uh, you certainly hope you don't have to bring him in in a tight situation this early.
5: Sure.
4: Uh,
11: but, yeah, can, can he extend you some games and extend you some innings to get you the back end of that bullpen? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Twenty seconds left, and then we're up against a hard break. What does Ole Miss need from Gunnar Hoagland tonight to give them the best chance to win?
11: Well, I think Gunnar's just got to continue to do what he's been doing all year. Uh, don't don't let the moment overwhelm you, you know, as far as the crowd in the stadium, and he hasn't. He, he's so even killed. Never gets too high, never gets too low, uh, but just continue to be Gunnar Hoagland. Don't, don't try and do too much. His stuff is is electric as well. And. You know, obviously, uh, going against McLeod, it's, it's going to be a battle tonight. Hopefully, Ole Miss can get that big hit or make that big play defensively to win the ball game. Hindu, thanks so
4: much for your time. Enjoy the weekend.
11: You, you bet, guys. You bet. Wish
4: you guys were here. That's Brad Henderson joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We'll be right back.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, high near 64. Tonight, an 80% chance of rain, low around 53. Saturday, a slight chance of rain under mostly cloudy conditions, high near 67. Mostly cloudy Saturday evening, low around 46. And for your Sunday, mostly sunny, high near 68. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
10: Mississippi Braves baseball
3: is back and will welcome fans to Trust Mark Park beginning Tuesday, May 4th at 6.35 p.m. Get ready for the return of Thirsty Thursday. Premium giveaway items every Friday night, post-game fireworks on Saturdays, and matinee baseball each Sunday. Season tickets, flex plans, group outings, sweet nights, and partnership opportunities are available now by calling 601-932-8788 or by visiting Mississippi Braves. Braves.com. See the next generation of Atlanta Braves stars like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and more right here at Trustmark Park. Baseball returns on Tuesday, May 4th. Mississippi Braves Baseball. Let's play.
10: I'm Steven Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
14: Damage assessments continue following last weekend's severe storms across the state. While there were thankfully no reported injuries, so far nine counties are reporting damage to nearly 70 homes and several businesses. Additionally, the National Weather Service is confirming that four tornadoes touched down during the event, the strongest of which was an EF1 system in Marion County reaching 105 miles per hour. For more, visit supertalk.fm. And the chairman and CEO of FedEx, Fred Smith says while he supports rebuilding the nation's infrastructure, he opposes a corporate tax hike to pay for it.
15: President Biden has proposed raising the corporate tax rate to 28%, but the commercial appeal in Memphis reports that in a letter to company employees, Smith, a Mississippi native said, "The corporate tax proposals in the president's $2 trillion plan will reduce capital investment and competition in the US."
0: the junction in the grove and to the top sports talk mississippi on super talk mississippi
4: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm on a Friday afternoon, and we are glad to be with you. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borkey, C Spire text line open to you, 601-879-4395. Trey in South Tillo, I played high school football in Mooreville against Hindu. Everyone in the area hated to hear about the football injury. If not for that... He could have gone anywhere. Heck of a swing and an even better guy. Yeah, Hindu's a good dude. And yeah, he's a heck of a hitter as well. Just really, really good. Fun to work with on the radio. We had a good time down in uh, in Arlington back at the beginning of the year. Uh, would you guys uh, be amenable to us pressing pause on the baseball conversation for just a few minutes? Yeah.
5: Sure. What you got? Uh.
4: I don't know if you know this or not, but there is a football happening this weekend in Starkville as well. Mississippi State will conclude its spring practice with the maroon and white game tomorrow. There are a bunch of spring games in the SEC. Everybody not named Alabama will have theirs televised on the SEC Network Plus. Alabama's will be uh, simulcast on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox News, ESPN, and uh, ESPN Deportes. Actually, it's just on ESPN, but kind of feels like that. It's kind of how Alabama gets treated. But uh, you want to watch the Bulldogs tomorrow digitally? You can at uh, 11 o'clock. Brian Haydad, on, uh, on Monday, we will hear, These are the things that are true. Did I do it right? You did. But on Friday, today, we need to hear the things that you are looking to learn TOMORROW Alright. At Davis Wade. Well, I mean, you know... Are you a preacher? You know, the... How many points have you got, by the way?
5: How, how many points? Is...
4: Yeah, I mean like, is it going to be a three-point sermon, or is it like uh, one of those where you're going to stretch it out a little
5: bit more? There's more.
4: How, how, how many things three? do you want to learn?
5: Well, let's let's just go through them and we'll see where we end up. Um I want to know who the number 2 guy is at wide receiver. That that, that has my interest. I know Jaden Wally is is the number 1 guy. But is it Malik Heath or is it going to be Tulu Griffin or Rufus Harvey, Makai Polk? I don't know who that, that that second guy is going to be. The guy who I don't know catches 60 to 70 passes to Wally's, you know, 70 to 80 passes. Um I want to know, you know, I think Will Rogers has it locked up, but I'd like to see a solid performance from him. Time out for you know, a second, keep, real quick, real quick. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Can Waddle
4: catch a hundred balls? Ne- can Wally catch a hundred balls next year?
5: <sighs> that seems unlikely. They just spread the ball. That's like eight
4: point three so a game.
5: Yeah, I mean he would he would have to be really really good to do that. I I, I don't see that happening.
17: Okay. Fair enough. You think there should be an? L? I know it's the offense, and the offense is the offense, and it will always be the offense as it has always been, the offense. But when you've got a guy as good as that, don't you at some point just start force feeding him the football?
5: Well, and that could be the case. But like I said, if they can get another guy to step up and and become a solid number two guy, then you know you don't have to do that. So I, I, he's going to get plenty of catches. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. So, okay.
2: Um, Over under eighty
4: five.
5: I would say under, but i mean he could be close. I mean he was on pace. If he had played the first half of the season the way he played the second half of the season, he would have gotten there. Last year, so. Sorry, I completely derailed your first po- your very first <laughs> point. No, you got my first point, was Wally. The second point was Will Rogers. Just want to see, you know, solid, not forcing the football. What I said on the podcast was if he throws a pick, I want it to have been a great play by the defensive back, not he forced it into double coverage or anything of that nature. And then I want to see Jack Abraham and Did Chance you hate Brett Favre
4: when he played football?
5: Did I No, I didn't, you know, necessarily cheer for him cuz I wasn't a Packers fan, but you know, there's a difference between Brett Favre He did Brett a little Favre. bit of forcing into double coverage along the way. He did, but Brett Favre had a rocket and and Will Rogers' is not as strong. Not as strong. Not a rocket. Um, yeah. I wish that the defense would do a a couple of drives where they rush 3 and drop 8 just so I can see what State's offense looks like against that. I don't think they're going to do that. We'll see the Zach Arnett defense as it stands. Um, I guess from that group, I want to see you know how much trouble do they give Mississippi State's offensive line because State's line last year we know it was 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 a problem. Uh, so how, you know State's defensive line I think is actually going to be pretty good this year. Um, another new face there I'm interested in seeing is Randy Charlton, the transfer from Central Florida. Damn. Thought he was really good in the one scrimmage I saw, uh, and then in the second scrimmage he played well. I was told so that uh, special teams you know obviously we uh, about nobody cares about special teams come on oh I, I care about special teams I care I want to see I want to see three things I want to see kickoffs through end zones field goals through uprights and punts going over 40 yards if I can see those three things I'll be pretty happy with state special teams um and then just that was
4: fairly that, concise I like that I want kickoffs through end zones field goals yeah. through uprights and
5: punts that travel north of 40 yards. If I can have that, special teams is always going to be good. Are you team um, rugby punt or no? I'm team. The punt goes 40 yards and pins the other team. I don't care how you do it. So if, if, if rugby punting helps you do that, I really hate by rugby punting. I'm not a huge fan. It worked that one time in the 2016 Egg Bowl for the fake, though. I mean,
4: it, it um, really does work, but I, I've never understood it either because so often. It's like the shift. It's like it works, but yeah. nobody likes to see it. I mean if you can hit it up in the air and sacrifice 7 yards and no return why would you not do that I've no, I've, I've never understood the rugby punt Especially I uh, mean I guess maybe you can be more directional and more consistent if you don't have a yeah. punter that has the that's got the big leg well, that has the ability to hit a forty five yard punt that's got a you know four point one second hang time. I mean this is probably an indictment on a much larger problem, but it, it, take Ole Miss for example. They did a rugby punt with a guy that will be punting in the NFL after this season. Yeah, but then they went back to real punting last year. When when Lane Kiffin took over that you know, maybe yeah. you can put one and two together, but yeah, I mean they they were taking quality punting out of a punter's foot. It never made sense to me. It's not the only thing that didn't make sense in that era that you mentioned. There's a, there's a few things. Y'all aren't bitter, are you? No, not really. No bitter. No bitter. Okay. No bitter. <laughs> just All <right>. Just honest. <laughs> that is era bitter, is going to lead to. We have like we said earlier in the week. We haven't gotten the lineups yet, but if uh, Mister Plumley is in the lineup, that era is going to be a uh, a talking point for him tonight. I think.
5: Yeah. Um, When you look at the rosters for State in this game, it's clearly set up as first-team offense versus first-team defense. It's really weird. Like the Maroon team, which is the first-team offense, they only have four defensive linemen on their roster. So, I mean, it's obviously just set up to to present those, those first-team versus first-team matchups. So, you know, we'll see who comes out on top of that. My guess is the defense. I like State's defense better than I like State's offense. And I think that Arnett can get pressure. Uh, with his, you know, all the the, the schemes and, and formations and stuff he likes to throw out. Maybe the defense will earn, you know, one measly ounce of praise from Zach Arnett this week. I don't know. Wouldn't count and, on it. Uh, I'm not going to count on that, no. And what do fans need
4: to see to feel good coming out of a spring game? Good offense or good defense? Good offense. Good offense. It's funny. The, the, I, I heard Greg McElroy say this morning, you know, Bryce Young, Alabama spring game tomorrow. Nick Saban would really like it. These are Greg McElroy's words. If Alabama could be effective offensively, because if not,
5: he'll have to listen to a summer of
10: what's wrong with the offense. Is Bryce Young,
5: gonna... you know, whatever. Um, but that—that's what you're going to hear from State. If if Rogers goes out and is, you know, ten for twenty-three for hundred and seven yards and two picks, it's going to be—is this air raid ever going to work? You can't even make it work against your own defense. it's it's yeah, it's going to be an issue. The state states. State's season depends on the offense being better than it was a year ago. The defense can be exactly as good as it was a year ago. If state's offense is better, they will win more games. That's fair.
4: And in some cases, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh,
18: that actually brings
4: up an interesting question. Sure. It's well established. We've talked about it plenty that Mississippi State was better offensively at the end of the year. There was really nowhere to go but up, but they were better at the end of the year against Ole Miss, against uh, Georgia, Georgia, against Missouri. Yeah. Does the fact that they were better at the end of the year mask at all how bad it was early on? Or have people finally said it was going to be a process... It was a process. It was not a fun process, but part of the process was being awful in order to get to decent so that ultimately they can be good, if not great.
5: I think it's sort of uh, the cautious optimism of they were better at the end of the year, they started running the ball and being more balanced at the end of the year, so if that can continue, they'll be fine, but... I remember what those, you know, middle games were like. Don't want to see that again. Hard to watch, weren't they? It really was. I mean that that's the the way to describe it. It it felt like it wasn't football
4: at times. But but Mike Leach even said to us a couple of weeks ago, he said, Look, well, had to learn. He threw a quarterback out there that never done it before. And he got better as it went along. Maybe maybe Coach should get belief at face value on that statement. It's not outlandish. No. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming with you at supertalk.fm. More coming up.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Just call 601-605-4443. Starting to see some traffic delays westbound on 20 from the stack out past Gallatin and Highway 18 in Hines County northbound just before I-20. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
19: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. Common sense often seems in short supply these days. Wasn't it poppy? He used to say, boys, you pay for what you get. And get what you pay for. Best advice he ever gave me, and it's never been more true than in the diamond business. A poor cut, poor quality diamond never gets better looking, I can promise you. That's why you've got to use some common sense. Like getting hands-on with quality loose diamonds in Mississippi's most trusted jeweler. Like shopping from thousands of diamonds, not just a few dozen. Juniper Jewelry Company is Mississippi's direct diamond importer with ten times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. Tray after tray of diamonds, every size, shape, and price range, all at the guaranteed best prices in the state. So come get the quality she deserves. At a price
20: you'll love, it's just common sense. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and Jewelry.
4: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
21: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
3: Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Pillium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at
22: this is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gladstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful from trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture, with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. A farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Calloway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Calloway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. From a small job to a total transformation, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
23: Callaways is, Calloway's is, i we gonna
0: Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
13: Hey, guys. What happened? What the heck are you doing? Sports
0: Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Jason on the ceasefire text line. I'm not sold on anything from last year except this. Run the ball equals less predictable equals less pressure on the offensive line. I said three to 10 wins based on Leach's play calling. I still have no idea what to pick. That's quite the range you've got there, Jason. They are very possibly a very high steering, very low floor team. I'm. It's projecting with both of these teams. That, that's what I've come to learn. So I, I expect Ole Miss to be very good offensively because they return a quarterback that was number one or number two in most every efficiency category, even with those two blow up games. The other one is going to go number three overall in this year's draft. Uh, so he's back. Four of the five offensive linemen are back. They should, based on what we know sample size, be good on offense. But I've said this five times on this show, it bears repeating, everybody that's saying they will be better defensively, I expect them to because on paper the talent has changed on that side of the ball. But until they prove it, who knows? They still have a chance to be quite bad on that side of the ball, if we're being honest. And while Mississippi State offensively did look better at the end of the year, we can't forget that they were playing the second-worst defense in SEC football history in Ole Miss. They were playing a Missouri team that had a quarterback playing safety because that's what they had to put in the secondary. And the Georgia game everybody points to, and yes, 40, what was it, 43 guys or whatever played there. They scored two points against Kentucky, got blanked by Alabama. So I expect them to
17: be better on that side of the ball as well. I expect Rodgers to take a step forward, them to use Wally more. Uh, The offensive line cannot get any worse than it was at times last year. Going to be healthy. Bodies, all that stuff. But until they're there, it's only projecting.
4: So that could be a 4-win team next year, or if the projections, if they progress the way people think they will, could be an 8-win team next year. It's a big gap. No. No. Like with Auburn, for example, I think that they have a very low ceiling but a high floor. With what we know about them, even with a new coach, I would be shocked if they don't make a bowl game. I would also be shocked if they win nine games. You know, seven and five, eight and four is probably what Auburn is. Old Miss and Mississippi State both could be a game or two out of <laughs> hey, a bowl Dad game. In full agreement. And uh, and I mean, maybe really close to being really good. Huge gap difference uh, with these two versus some other teams in the SEC, I think. You hear about teams being snake-bit. I guess proper English would be snake-bitten, but you know what we're talking about. Ah, they're snake-bit. Well, is there such a thing as a team just being snake-bit? Or is it really, if things continue not to go your way, you're really just not a very good team? I have an example for you. The Auburn Tiger baseball team after last night's loss on the road in ten innings, eight to seven to the University of Alabama, they lose another one run game. Listen to Auburn and SEC play. They lost one to nothing game one to Ole Miss. They lost six to five game two to Ole Miss. They lost in extra innings to Kentucky, but lost by two, so we're going to throw that one out. And then they lost 7 to 6 to Kentucky. They lost 6 to 5 to Arkansas. They lost 6 to 5 to Arkansas in 10 innings. They lost 6 to 5 to Mississippi State in game 1, and last night they lost 8 to 7 in 10 innings to Alabama. Auburn has 7 one-run losses this year in SEC play and they are 1 and 12. So, is Auburn just snake pit? Or are they just not a very
5: good team? They don't live in a snake pit. I think they're just not very good. I mean I just don't think I mean I just don't think they're good. You can't lose that many when you're losing that many get close games, what it shows is that you don't know how to win. Yeah. You don't know how to close games out. And that's part of being a bad team, not a good team.
4: So, show you the margin just the margin for error in this league It's just so thin I mean, I mean think about that you got a team that's one in twelve in league play with seven one run losses that that's the that, that's for a error. great point Borky. Yeah. and uh, what would you, if Auburn had two more bullpen arms that were reliable and consistent I mean, they sweep Arkansas yeah just, just two better bullpen arms, and it's a completely different story. They give up a solo pinch-hit home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to lose game one to Ole Miss. I mean, it's hard. Well, you know, I, and I know Auburn baseball fan is not, like, the most. That's not the greatest population on the earth. But for the folks that really are Auburn baseball fans, there are a few of them that are diehards. Man, don't you know this is hard to watch. Just game after game after game. So close, and yet can't get it done. Will Ole Miss and Mississippi State be playing close games this weekend? Will they be low-scoring games? Will they be high-scoring games? Don't know. We'll talk to Tom Hart about that when we come back.
0: WFMN, Floyd Jackson, the your street street Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Beroni Street Pros. Online at BeroniStreetPros.com.
19: Dot
16: FM. I'm Rich Denison. Indiana law enforcement sources tell the Associated Press 19-year-old Brandon Hull was the man who killed eight people before killing himself last night at a FedEx facility near the Indianapolis airport.
21: Indianapolis police say the gunman started randomly shooting at people in the parking lot of the FedEx facility late last night before going inside where he continued to fire shots.
16: Fox's Tanya J. Powers investigators are searching the gunman's home in Indianapolis. Federal prosecutors have reached the first plea deal stemming from the deadly January 6th violence at the U.S. Capitol.
21: Oathkeeper member John Schaefer was looking at six charges, but has agreed to plead guilty to two counts, obstructing the certification of the 2020 election and breaching a restricted building. More plea deals are expected, and a source told Fox News that Schaefer has also agreed to cooperate against others involved
18: in the riot.
16: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, America, is listening to Fox News.
14: Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The governor's proclamation declaring April as Confederate Heritage Month is receiving some backlash. The Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus is calling on the governor to rescind the proclamation, saying that in the midst of the Derek Chauvin trial and the current situation in Minneapolis, it would be in the best interest of peace and harmony to avoid any racial connotations that stir up division and remind us of the evil past, such as the Confederacy. Through his press secretary, the governor called the month a chance to learn from our history. And the coast has seen record amounts of rainfall over the past week. Deluxe City spokesman Vincent Creel.
16: We've had 11 inches of rainfall in the past week. It began on Saturday with 3.8 inches of rain, and on Thursday we had 4.72 inches of rain. For more, find
14: us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
3: This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. We supply businesses with well-qualified and skilled workers who are ready and willing to work. When you hire a job seeker with a disability, we offer no-cost job training customized for your company's needs. Our business specialists can provide training and information on tax incentives and workplace accommodations. For more information, visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. Partner with us and provide opportunities for Mississippians with disabilities.
23: This Sunday, April 18th at 2.30 p.m., Grammy Museum Mississippi will host a screening of Bluebird the Movie, a documentary about the legendary listening room in Nashville that launched the careers of countless songwriters. A moderated Q&A after the movie will include Bluebird Cafe founder Amy Curlin along with the original Women in the Round songwriting group featuring Grammy award-winning songwriters Kathy Matea, Ashley Cleveland, Karen Staley, and Trisha Walker. Tickets are $20 and are available at grammymuseumms.org.
14: Baseball isn't the only game in town this weekend in Starkville. Spring practice for Mike Leach and the Mississippi State football team comes to an end Saturday as they'll take the field inside of Davis Wade Stadium for the annual spring game with kickoff set for 11 a.m. Gates will open at 9.30 and admission is free. And after four months at the Institute of Marine Mammal Studies in Gulfport, five rehabilitated Kemp's Ridley sea turtles were released yesterday. Dr. Moby Solange at the IMMS says their journey began when a storm hit Massachusetts in December.
12: These animals cannot regulate their body temperature like you and I, and so they were cold-stunned, so when the water temperature goes very low, these animals start dying or or stranding, and there's not enough space for facilities on the east coast. So these animals from Massachusetts were flown by the federal government into these nice waters in Mississippi.
14: The Kent's Ridley
12: is the most
14: endangered sea turtle in the world.
13: Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward.
10: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
4: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Rolling into the 4 o'clock hour. A couple of hours away from first pitch in Starkville Old Miss Mississippi State. Game number one. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. Thanks for being with us. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. Tom Hart joins us now from ESPN and the SEC Network. He's doing play-by-play tonight for game one. Tom, what? 11, 12, maybe 13,000 grill smoke. Got to feel good to be back in the ballpark, doesn't it?
26: Is is this a cruel joke?
4: Are you just going to hang up on me at this point?
26: Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Kyle Peterson and I will be on the call tonight. We were calling the Alabama Auburn game last night. We started talking about this game, and and KP says, you know, maybe I'm just going to fire up my Traeger right outside my door. and put some ribs on. And I was like, that's a genius idea. It's unfair to call this game and not be in the building. It is patently unfair.
4: I'm with you. Um, how hard is it to capture an environment like is going to exist? And I know you've done a bunch of these games from the, the, the home studio. That's kind of been the, the deal this year. But when you've got an environment like you're going to have tonight, how hard is it to capture the energy of the ballpark from where
26: you're going to be sitting? To do it effectively, it's it's impossible. I mean, it really is because it's the reason we're fans is the experience we get when we first walk through the gates. You know, the feeling that you get when you walk in, whether it be – you know, baseball, football, basketball, whatever—the the, the excitement that builds in you as a fan when you're driving to the game, when you're when you're walking up from the parking lot, when you go through the gates, the people you see, the the excitement becomes contagious. So I don't have any of that where I'm sitting. Like I'm sitting at my desk right now, where I'll be calling the game, and I've got like there's nobody down here. You know, so I will turn. I will. I will turn the uh, the volume uh, up to about eleven, so I can better feel what it's like. Um, but that, that's that's a really good point and a and a great question. I, I sometimes get overwhelmed by the fact that it, it's hard to present the game properly. You know, for example, a fly ball looks a whole lot different two dimensionally than it does three dimensionally, right? I mean, when yeah. you're at the game and you see a fly ball, you can gauge the parabola, you can uh, see where the where the left fielder is, you can gauge the wind and you know uh, before that ball hits it hits its apex whether or not it's it's leaving the park or not. You can't do that when you're just you know watching from your basement on a on a computer monitor. But what is even harder Did you say gauge the parabola, the by the way? Yeah 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 we're we're taking this to another level that's it's impressive serious Richard. We're yeah we're extending we're extending the vocabulary Carry on. No, you brought you brought up a great point though. Like, it's one thing to um, accurately represent what's happening in the field of play. You can you can piece those things together. Um, you, you really can't have a feeling for the atmosphere because you just you're not in it.
4: Yeah. And you guys have had some fun moments in Starkville, right? I mean, what year one of the new ballpark when it was packed was it a Thursday night game where you you did the broadcast from the uh, the lofts out beyond the left field wall?
26: Yeah, we did a, our own version of ESPN cribs. Uh, we put on <laughs> pajamas. We welcomed everybody to the condo. We had it. Uh, we had it catered. The good people of state hooked us up with cater. We can- By the way, the catering was. Um, and I'm blanking on the restaurant. I think it was Restaurant Tyler. uh, Does that sound right? It was. It was 100%. You're right. Restaurant Tyler, and their food is obviously top-notch. But it was also unnecessary because we had guys from the lounge throwing tinfoil wrapped steaks up to the second (laughs) level from from the back of the left-field lounge. Like, uh, this food is incredible. But that dude down there has got a T-bone on the grill he's willing to share with me, too. So that was... That was fun. I'm I'm looking at my monitor right now. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the condos. I'm looking at the scoreboard and you know states out there taking BP right now. It's yeah. Goes goes with that saying. I wish we could be there.
4: Yeah. Um, big picture SEC thing here for a second. And and this is more from your perspective of not living in the state of Mississippi. We talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss all, all the time on the baseball front. And I wonder if we ever take for granted how big a deal. I know it's a big deal in Baton Rouge, uh, obviously with all the success. I know it's a big deal in Fayetteville. But when you take two schools in the same state that are separated by 90 miles and it doesn't matter where they're playing, you know you're going you know, 10,000 plus per game every time they show it. Do we locally, you you think from an outside perspective, take advantage, uh, I'm sorry, take for granted how big a deal it is where we are?
26: I don't think you guys take it for granted because I think everybody appreciates it. It's um, collegiate. I think all sports, but collegiate sports especially, are still very much regionalized. As much as we all want to think that the teams that we follow, the games that we watch, are important to everybody, like college football, still has incredible growth potential. And and what happens in the SEC in college football is different from what happens in the Pac twelve. A, a quick example of that. I was talking to JT Daniels today because we've got the Georgia spring game tomorrow, and he said, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for what SEC football was. He goes, SEC football hmm. means every restaurant in Athens, Georgia, has a flag up or a banner up or red and black. He's like, we don't have that at USC. He's like, we got the Lakers and the beach and the film and television industry, and there are other interests that, uh, you know, that, that pull people away from college football. And he goes, so this, is, this was all new to me. This was culture shock to come here and to get used to what SEC football really is. So I, I see that. Uh, I see how big it is in the state. I, we, I just talked to Chris Lamonis about it yesterday. He was, you know, we asked him, we said, were you prepared for what this sport means to the state? And he said, he, I want to phrase this properly, but he, he essentially said, I knew it, but I didn't know it. You know, you can know it, and you can know that it's important, and you can know that it's a big deal, but until you get in that seat, until you put the uniform on and you walk out into that ballpark, yeah. until you experience it, you don't really – and this is a guy, by the way, when he was at Indiana, I had the regional. They played down in Austin, Texas. You know, the, the attention on this program in Starkville is ten times the attention on the program in Austin, Texas. And that was a big deal at that point. So, no, it's it's uh, it's notable. It's appreciated. What we need to do, though, and, and what I try to do from where we sit, is we need to spread the joy and spread the experience, and, and we need to feature this game tonight to a national audience so people go, whoa, that's really cool. Uh, a quick example. We should do that, ago, too. My- Well, yeah, I mean, and and I think you've got to share it. Social media is great for that. It's being picked up by baseball fans like John Boy and Pitching Ninja more than ever. My brother-in-law was watching a Mississippi State game like four years ago that happened to be on ESPN2 on a Saturday afternoon, and he texted me, and he said, and I'm not kidding you, Richard, this is only four years ago, he said, have you ever been to Starkville, Mississippi? (laughs) I said, yeah, 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 I've been there a few times. He goes, man, that place looks awesome. I want to go. And it was only because he was experiencing it yeah. on television, and, and they don't have anything like that where he lives.
4: Two minutes left. Let's talk about the actual matchup tonight. Um, Gunnar Hoagland on the mound for Ole Miss, Christian McLeod on the mound for Mississippi State, two very capable pitcher, uh, pitchers, guys that can get you deep in a game. What do you think the most kind of important element in determining a winner tonight for game one is?
26: Well, I think it's. I think game one is kind of an all-hands-on-deck situation. I mean, we would expect both pitchers to get deep into this game. I would expect it to be a low-scoring game. Um, I, I, I think the, the most important thing is as big as this is and as all of your listeners understand what this is tonight, there's still not a ton of experience on the field for either program when it comes to sec baseball i mean like state's got a couple dudes that played in omaha but that's it a couple so they can tell their teammates about it all they want but they haven't done it yet and mike bianco said you know we usually we don't want to spend money in starkville we don't want to spend any more time than we have to so we'll bust over the day of which they did today he said but but we're going to take extra time this was yesterday when they hit on the field at swayze we're going to take extra time when we hit and get ready to make sure our guys understand this. I think in the first couple innings, maybe even three innings, it's going to be about controlling your emotions and playing within yourself so you don't try to do do too much on on what's going to be, you know, with with all respect to teams they've already played, given that it's Super Bulldog weekend and the place is going to be packed and, and, you know, they're under the lights, to this point the biggest stage of the season. And I think these are two programs that obviously – we'll have a real opportunity to play on even bigger stages before we get to July.
4: Yeah. Certainly going to be a lot of fun. We will be watching and listening. Tom, really appreciate uh, your time. We'll talk to you soon.
26: Bye, buddy. Thanks for having me.
4: Thanks for joining us. Tom Hart on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out Fayrates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll be right back.
6: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. Have an accident caused the delays. 220 southbound, there on the left shoulder just past Clinton Boulevard. Do be careful passing through and the traffic is crawling. Westbound on 20 between 49 and Gallatin. Elsewhere, things looking fairly decent. A little congestion there at College Street and government in Brandon. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you.
9: Rigsland Mitsubishi is your truck and Jeep headquarters. Yep, you heard that right. Your truck and Jeep HQ. Whether you're looking for a two-wheel drive, four-by-four, or a diesel, come check out our amazing truck selection. Every brand, every size, lifted and customized. We've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted and Kitted Jeeps for your choose from. We're sure to have exactly what you're looking for, because we are your truck and Jeep HQ. That credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your truck and Jeep HQ at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland
8: Mitsubishi. See you for details with Perfect. are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy if so then you are ready for an x-mark this is david frederick with frederick sales and service and if you're ready now is the time to take advantage of special x pricing and special x financing with zero percent financing and payments that won't start for 150 days
1: And to good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Can you feel it? Can you hear it? Sports Talk, Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: T minus 100 minutes to first pitch. Yeah, I mean, like, I almost can't believe I just said that. Hey, hey, that was it you yesterday? That, yes, it was you yesterday at the end of the show. That said, we have spent more time building up, breaking down, hyping, getting ready for. This weekend's baseball series between number four Mississippi State and number six Ole Miss.
5: Then we have the last two or three egg bowls. Yeah, I agree, and I yeah. love it. I it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. I knew it was restaurant. Tyler was the uh, the restaurant there because uh, after the game, whatever Tom and Kyle didn't eat, they brought to the press box, and man, it was great. I might have snuck in and eaten during the game. At the uh, kind of the back of the
4: booth setup and it was absolutely fantastic. Were you at that game? I was. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. That was um State LSU. Yeah, yeah. But no I'm, On Thursday night. It, it was. I'm just trying to remember why I was there. Um I
5: don't know. Was that two years ago? Yeah, nineteenth season, yeah. I think I just wanted to go. I think it was a Thursday night game with a
4: great atmosphere and a big crowd and a top 10 or 15 matchup, and I think I just decided to go. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. Um, We could talk about, if you want to change pace from baseball for a little bit, uh, what Trevor Lawrence said in a recent Sports Illustrated uh, feature about him. Have you seen this? No. Trevor Lawrence has made waves uh, ahead of the draft. He was, uh, it was an exclusive with Sports Illustrated, and uh, he was asked, you know, about what drives you and stuff like that. Here's a couple of quotes. So from Trevor Lawrence, his dad, and also his high school
17: coach. But here's Lawrence first. It's hard to explain that because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but. I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. People mistake that for not
4: being a competitor. I think it's unhealthy to a certain extent, just as always thinking you've got to prove somebody wrong, you've got to do more, you've got to be better. So that was Trevor Lawrence. His dad said he is not a I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs kind of guy. His high school coach said with who he is as a person... He could walk away from football tomorrow and be fine. And of course, as everything, you've got strong opinions on both sides. But what do you think about that? I know the reactions that you're talking about. Oh, you got to pick somebody that, that, you know, they're fully invested in football. Oh, Tom Brady had a chip on his shoulder. Oh, Peyton Manning ate, drank, and slept, you know ate it drank it and slept it you know that's all all he did doesn't bother me in the least he's talented he plays hard he has the reputation of being a good teammate he was always there for his teammates that were with regard to things that were important to them in his time at clemson he's really really good He's going to give you everything that he's got? I don't, I don't care if he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. And frankly, it, I mean, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Aaron Rodgers really wants to be the host of Jeopardy. So, if a quarterback has an interest in something besides just being an elite-level quarterback in the NFL, does that mean he's not fully invested? There's a line. It does, it does not bother me at all. The, the, the Those quotes do not bother me at all. No. And they don't bother, bother Urban Meyer either. No problem. When, be-
5: when you're the best and you've been the best for as long as Trevor Lawrence has been the best, I and mean, he was the best quarterback in high school in America for, what, two seasons that he was there. He was the best quarterback in college football, you know, in terms of uh, NFL projectability, from the moment he started playing at Clemson. Hey, at some point, you know, what's the chip? You've you've had it pretty good, and sometimes it just becomes I'm a winner and I want to keep winning. Yeah. That's what Trevor Lawrence is. So, yeah, you don't have to create adversity. You know, there'll be plenty of adversity for him in Jacksonville, but you don't have to create it and just <laughs> pull it out of thin air and say, oh, you know. You know but some, and and some I don't think this Brady means did. that he's
4: not a grinder.
5: Right, he's willing to put in the work, but what he's not willing to do is say. Nobody. He's not going to play the nobody believed in me but me card when he knows that everybody has believed in him for the last five years. Yeah,
4: And it's parsing quotes, but the uh, it's unhealthy to say you've got to prove somebody wrong, you've got to do more, you've got to be better. What do you mean that's unhealthy? What do you mean? It's unhealthy to think you've always got to be better? I mean, I mean that's life. Do you want to be a successful NFL quarterback or not? Because... I mean, I think I think he's just, I think he's using a different word organization Possibly. to say that he's content. If he's content, he's not going to be successful. No, contentment doesn't mean lack of drive. It just means that like you're happy
17: with who you are.
8: Yeah.
9: But if
17: you're happy with who who he is right now, is not going to do anything in the NFL. You've got to. Like the Tom Brady, you have to be a psycho.
4: You have to live it, breathe it, breathe it, eat it. You cannot be complacent at all. You can't think you're good enough because you're not. I mean, he and maybe being in the NFL is going to change that. Because like but you guys have said, I, I he was like the best high school player. I that's not there, though. I, I may not be, but I, I see where the concern is is coming from because he has been the best high school player. I mean, how how can you? You know, everybody's out to get me when literally not a single person has ever criticized him, ever. I mean, to this point in his career, his biggest... Well, in the national championship game against LSU, he had 11 overthrows. I mean, like, that's the most criticism he's ever gotten in his life, is in the national championship game, he maybe threw a couple guys high. So, maybe the NFL changes that. But... He is not going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to be on the best team. He's No, but have we ever once heard a story about Trevor Lawrence at not being a hard worker, not being a grinder, not putting in everything that it takes to be great at what he's doing? Like I mean, we're already hearing those stories about Justin Fields. Right, and look at how great he is, though. It's it's a different breed in the NFL. No, you can make it to but, this but, point and not be a grinder and not no, no I, under, I understand that, but people, but people are saying about... The, the point I'm making is not whether or not Justin Fields is first guy in, last guy out. The, the point I'm making is, if you are not a hard worker, if you are not a leader, that's getting out when you go into the draft process. Yeah. And you've never heard one peep of that. No, about and, Trevor Lawrence. and he was... Integral, not integral, because there was a lot of factors. But remember when college football got shut down? Yeah, he, he was, was the strongest a big, voice, big, big and, part of the reason that the season happened. Right. He was very much, "I want to play." These quotes do remind me of Josh Rosen, though. I mean, everybody remembers Josh Rosen, and he said, "You know, I I love football, but I like other stuff too." And he was praised for having a life beyond football. And look at him now. Here, here's what I would say. Just. Just a thought, and this might turn out to be colossally true, it just wouldn't surprise me if it turned out to to happen this way. Could you see Trevor Lawrence playing in the NFL and being good and playing at a really high level and then walking away after eight years? Andrew Luck did it, but the circumstances are so, different. He got physically yeah. beat up, but he did it. But Andrew Luck is, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the most touted quarterback coming out of college football since Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck was a guy that had interest beyond football. Didn't ever affect his play, though. His health affected his play. A lacerated it, it, lung or kidney it, or whatever it was. And that was mostly due to incompetence in the front office. I yeah, mean, because he spent years not building an offensive line around him. Yeah. So he, he got hit more than any other quarterback in the NFL. His offensive line was softer than a bowl of pasta. I yeah. mean, it was like Georgia Tech. But I, I am not going to go full on. This is the quilted Jags should. Quilted Northern. <laughs> Georgia Tech quilted Northern. Oh, oh.
5: every time, every time it um, makes
4: me laugh. I'm not going that far to say the Jags shouldn't draft him or anything. But if if I were Urban, I'd shoot him a text. Like, hey, are you going to work as hard as it takes to be a great NFL quarterback? Because Tom Brady's a lunatic. He's a psycho. Every second of Tom Brady's day is scheduled to the minute. Naps, diet, literally everything. He eats, breathes, sleeps. It's football. That's all he is. And that's why he's still playing at this level. Now, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, and that's not how he lived. He put all he the work in that he needed to. He was a film study guy. He was a gym rat. He worked hard. He won. But he didn't have Tom Brady's schedule. No. He also doesn't have his records. No, he's got two Super Bowl Bowl wings. Yeah, he does. And the Corvette or whatever they give away for MVP in that (laughs) game. What was it, a Corvette and something else? I think it's fair to ask questions about this. Especially when your high school coach is, oh, he could walk away right now. And his dad's saying, yeah, he doesn't really care if it's not Super Bowl or bust for him.
17: Well, what are
4: you in it for? Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, high near 64. Tonight, an 80% chance of rain, low around 53. Saturday, a slight chance of rain under mostly cloudy conditions, high near 67. Mostly cloudy Saturday evening, low around 46. And for your Sunday, mostly sunny, high near 68. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Here's the story about one of my favorite customers. Tell me, John. Well, I greeted him, of course,
19: as he came in Junikers and said he was looking for something very special for his wife. Mm -hmm. So I shared with him some of our latest collections, and he selected a gorgeous diamond bracelet. It was an exquisite choice I knew his wife would love. So, of course, I had to ask, what's the occasion? Is this her anniversary, her birthday? (laughs) He just smiled and said, it's Thursday. So just because? Just because. A Good man. Wise man. You see, when it comes to expressing your love, he knew the right time is now. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the diamonds, engagement rings, and fine designer jewelry you'll see in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. And where every day is Thursday.
20: Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
3: 6
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The governor's proclamation declaring April as Confederate Heritage Month is receiving some backlash. The Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus is calling on the governor to rescind the proclamation, saying that in the midst of the Derek Chauvin trial and the current situation in Minneapolis, it would be in the best interest of peace and harmony to avoid any racial connotations that stir up division and remind us of the evil past, such as the Confederacy. Through his press secretary, the governor called the month a chance to learn from our history. And the coast has seen record amounts of rainfall over the past week. Biloxi City spokesman Vincent Creel.
16: We've had 11 inches of rainfall in the past week. It began on Saturday with 3.8 inches of rain, and on Thursday we had 4.72 inches of rain. For more,
14: find us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk, Mississippi
17: News. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
0: News happens fast. There's a lot to take in and a lot to hear from all across the Magnolia State. And the foremost spot for Mississippi news is supertalk.fm. Your Mississippi news on air and online. Supertalk.fm. Visit Ridgeland
25: presents the Art Wine and Wheels Weekend, April
0: 30th through May 2nd at the Renaissance
25: at Colony Park. Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trace Century Ride, and a Friday night April 30th kickoff party. Visit artwineandwheels.com. Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook. Hashtag Visit MS Responsibly.
0: talk Mississippi sports talk Mississippi on super talk Mississippi did you get that memo
1: yes sir
4: on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. On this Friday afternoon, don't forget Um. M-Trade Park is the ultimate destination for U-Triple S-A baseball and fast-pitch softball. It's located in Oxford and is one of the premier facilities in the South. Twelve synthetic turf infields, five size soccer fields, and an indoor hitting facility with six batting cages. Full tournament schedule from now through June, and there is plenty of opportunity For you to see why teams are calling M Trade Park one of the best or the best facility in the state and one of the best in the South with playing surfaces that are second to none. Plus, you can enjoy uh, all that Oxford has to offer the restaurants, the shopping, uh, the downtown area. Be sure to make M Trade Park a part of your tournament schedule this spring. And you've got uh, softball happening there this weekend, big baseball tournament next weekend. You want to uh, get more details or get your team registered, you can do so online at mtradepark.com. If you were the Super Bowl MVP and you were going to be given a vehicle, what would you want that vehicle to be? So Eli won a Corvette one year. You know, these are always in the the Chevrolet line. Because it's you know Chev- Chevy's the sponsor, and like one year somebody won the like the all-new Chevy Colorado, like their like their mid-size <laughs> pickup truck, which is a great vehicle. Um, but if it could be across any, you know make, model brand, hey Dad, what's the car that uh, when you win the Super Bowl, you want them to hand you the keys to? when you win Super Bowl MVP?
5: First off, whenever I think about this, I think about the guy who was trying to give Madison Bumgarner that award and was just stammering through it and <laughs> couldn't get there. Um, How hard is imagine. that? Congratulations, Madison, on <laughs> being named
4: MVP of the World Series. I'm Brian Haydad from fill-in-the-blank Automotive Company. Congratulations. Here are the keys to a brand-new fill-in-the-blank. How hard can that be?
5: You wouldn't think of it that hard. It's a Chevy make, you said. No, I mean I'm saying for th- this purpose, you can oh. pick
4: any vehicle. What do you want them to hand you the keys to? We're getting some suggestions, by the way.
5: My dream car has always been a Porsche 911 Carrera. Ooh. Don't know if they has come standard transmission though, or, or or automatic. I gotta I gotta figure that out. But I think Porsche has actually
4: gone. gone to an automatic transmission. You can still get it with the uh, yeah,
5: we'll just manual transmission. Make, We'll make it easy. That 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 would be if you told me I could have any car in the world, that's the one I would want to have. Porsche 911
4: Carrera, you said. Yeah. Sport model. I mean, don't they don't they make a Carrera S that's got like an even more souped up motor? Sure, let's take it. Uh, Keith and JS says F two fifty Lariat. Ed and New Hope wants the James Bond car. Uh, it's an Aston Martin, isn't it?
5: That's that's what that is. Yeah.
4: Will and Yipor said I'd love a new Jeep or a Bronco, so I'd up the ante and get the Mercedes G wagon. It is kind of silly that we're giving a multi-millionaire professional football player that just won a Super Bowl MVP a new car. Like, if they wanted that car they would have gotten it by now. You know what I mean? It's not like Eli Manning was holding out to win the MVP to get a Corvette if he wanted one, he'd have bought on the day he signed his contract. Yeah. I mean, it's really not about giving them a car. It's about sponsorship activation. Right.
5: That's that's one of those things that, like, celebrities get more free stuff than anybody, even though they can afford it all. Yeah. Sort of the same way I was laughing at you the other day, Porky, about they fined USC $5,000. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> they got that
4: they got that sitting in petty cash Ooh. in the athletic director's drawer. Yeah, the NCAA fines Southern Cal five thousand dollars for having an assistant coach go to prison. They pay they pay their football coach five thousand dollars every nine hours. Wow. <laughs> hey this is a this is a really good this is a really good take. Harley Davidson. How about you win Super Bowl MVP? And uh, you get the key that will start a hog right there on the field. Now, your contract probably won't let you drive it. No. Until you retire? we got a lot of Porsche fans around here, perhaps. There we go. Uh, Somebody says a Tesla. Uh, Boy, speaking of Tesla, DodgeCoin just shot through the roof last night. If you were still holding onto DodgeCoin, you made... Plus I it was Doge, Doge yeah, I Doge, it was Doge, yeah, Doge coin, Doge uh, You went up five hundred percent overnight. Congrats to you. Yeah, from Early like Doge was just a meme, like point oh oh one two to yeah. fifty cents or something <laughs> like that. It was crazy. I've got a couple buddies that that still own some Doge coin just for the memes mostly, and they made like sixty bucks last night.
18: What hmm. that?
4: I guess I bought the wrong. I, I bought Ethereum the other day. Like twenty bucks worth of a different cryptocurrency.
5: Whoops. Anyway, Where so what are you buying there, Richard? You haven't, or what are you getting? You haven't told us.
4: uh I I just was enjoying all these. Uh, somebody said a, a Shelby GT500. We got a bunch of truck references. Uh, you know, some combination of Ford F150 and the um, the Super Duty, the F250 as well. Uh Yeah, true. This is a good point. People that can afford a speeding ticket still get mad when they get one. That's yeah. a good point.
5: Yeah. And they also get they also are able to get out of them easier. Nah, eh, some yes, some no. I should I say that. I got out of a ticket a few weeks ago. So. Congratulations. Look at this guy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Big fan of the show? No, I have a
5: friend that's a uh, police officer.
4: I tell you, I tell you what. If I could pick any, like I win Super Bowl MVP, and any vehicle could. I don't know if you guys are y'all on Instagram. Some
5: I was. I mean, I I I, I know what it is.
4: So I get there occasionally. I get these. Um, you'll get promoted Instagram posts, and there's this company that yeah. retrofits like older vehicles, and. This company took like a 1972 Ford Bronco and did this unbelievable retrofit, and it's got power steering, and it's got these like plush leather seats, top comes off, perfect tires, perfect rims, everything, and it's battery-powered. So like an all-electric, completely retrofitted 1972
5: Ford Bronco I don't know. That'd
4: be pretty cool.
19: Yeah.
5: Anyway. It'd be unique, too. I mean, I mean, the cars a lot of us are describing are just cars that, you know, for the right price, you can own. Yeah. But that would be something that would be sort of unique, it seems.
4: Somebody said, I got my Doge to the moon, made several hundred dollars last night. a boy. I, I mean, if Elon Musk, seriously, I mean, it's crazy how the Internet has impacted stock trading, or in this case, um, Bitcoin Or digital currency trading. If Elon Musk tweets favorably in Dogecoin's direction, and it's mostly just like a meme with the little dog. I forget what kind of breed of dog it is, but it doesn't matter. If he puts that on Twitter, yeah, the price of Dogecoin goes up. All he has to do is tweet about it and through the roof. Don't you wish you had the ability to do that? You know what I would do? if I had the ability to do that, I would buy some stuff really, really cheap and then tweet about it and then through the roof.
5: Well, insider trading, but make it work.
4: I, is that even insider trading? I doubt it. I mean, you might get me on market manipulation charges, but I mean, I, I didn't have any inside info. I just popped off a
5: tweet. Can that be illegal? That's how it went with me with pork bellies. You know, Mister Valentine would have been <laughs> proud of uh, this foul. Well Mister Haydad has set the price. Well, point. Uh, I was I-, I was following
4: along the other day, and uh, Elon Musk's net worth went up twelve billion dollars in a day. W- while we're going down the crazy road, did you see the release of uh, the the UFO that was harassing a United States naval ship, and they confirmed that the video was real, and they have no explanation for it. It was a MiG. No, it was coming up out of the How water. How do you know that? And How then do you know that? Flying How over you know their that, head. Richard? I was inverted.
5: I was yes! inverted. Yes! I set it up. He knocked it out. Doesn't
0: what? happen very often. Yes! What were you so, doing there? So
5: you're the one. <laughs> 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 I got a great Polaroid of it.
4: Communicating, international relations, you, <laughs> you know. know. Yeah. yeah. The, the bird! Yes, I know. I hate when it does that. <laughs> Can't take him anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, that actually happened, man. The, so you're the one. UFO harassed yes. a United States naval ship for six days. And they took video of it. And the video is released publicly. And the United States government is like, Yeah, we have no idea what that ship is. We don't think that technology is available in the world. Here it is, everybody. This video is real. And, like, it made the news for a couple hours. And it, just nobody cares. It's crazy. I wonder if it was like the uh, the ship from Flight of the Navigator. It's a triangle, so I don't know if it... Yeah, it was a little more funny shape. Bright chrome. We've got lineups! Lineups! We'll give them to you when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs, they're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. So far, just the typical delays, 20 westbound at the stack, uh, basically from 49 all the way to Gallatin's it's kind of crawling. And uh, slow and go as it is, 49 southbound in Ridgeland at Harper and also down at Florence. Otherwise, things looking pretty good. Buckle up, drive safe, have a great weekend. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers. Bonnie Shop, the best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217.
1: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
19: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
9: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
22: Okay, what we do next?
9: Keep it moving, buddy.
0: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Jason coming strong, he says, rolling on the floor, LMAO, at Borky's buying the Pentagon's UFO. Fund that Space Force, fellas. All of a sudden now we got to fund a Space Force. All these UFOs are just kind of they are confirmed. Yeah, that wasn't the uh, the reason why they started the Space Force. They didn't start it to go fight aliens. Well, but I mean, once that... you got law enforcement, you you know. You think it was aliens? I have no doubt. I listened to... No doubt. No doubt. I, I listened to... Um, George Norrie? No, none of those crazy people. A, a, stir, a still active duty Navy fighter pilot mm-hmm. uh, was on with Joe Rogan. You've probably seen the video where the guys are trying to track uh, the ship that looked like a, a tic tac, is what he kept calling it. Uh, it was moving faster than anything we have, um, and so fast that the radar, uh, their tracking radar, could not even catch up to it. And they finally did. He starts yelling. You, if you haven't seen that video, check it out. It's Navy pilots trying to catch this thing in the sky and it's so fast they can't catch it with the planes their radar can't catch it and it disappears on them after a few minutes Um, but they decommissioned that video and that pilot went on joe rogan and hearing him talk about it still to this day a navy fighter pilot on this video talking for two hours about what he saw up there and stuff like that that made a believer out of me he's like Basically, he was like, there's a country out there that either has technology that's 10 times more advanced than we can dream of, or I saw something up there that is not from this world. It was nuts listening to this guy. Current active duty Navy fighter pilot talking like that. It was wild. The modifications they've made to the MiG or are... something else, man. We were inverted. <laughs> Grand Wagoneer, by the way, is another submission that has uh, popped up for, um, you know, and and a woody version of it. Got to have the wood paneling.
5: Got to have the wood paneling in that thing for sure.
4: Doing a little image search on Grand Wagoneer, and that is spectacular. All right, lineups. You want lineups? We've got lineups. Road team is Ole Miss. Batting in the top of the first. uh, Jacob Gonzalez leading off playing short. Peyton Chatagnier batting second and playing second. Kevin Graham batting third in left field. Hayden Dunhurst catching and batting cleanup. Justin Bench hitting fifth at third base. TJ McCants is batting sixth and playing center field. Then it gets interesting. Ben Van Cleve, the DH, right-handed bat against the left-handed pitcher McLeod. Cale Baker at first base batting in the eight hole. And John Rice Plumley getting the start in right field and batting ninth. And of course, Gunnar Hoagland on the mound for game one. So those two guys got to prove it. You got to prove it. Uh, because keeping Leatherwood out of this lineup at this point, he's been swinging it better. Been swinging it well. One of these two guys has to prove, justify your existence, as Andy Kennedy would say. Said that a time or two. Hey, Dad, uh, we have Mississippi State's lineup as well. Yeah. Rowdy uh, Jordan leading off in center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner Allen batting in second and playing in right field. Uh, Cameron James hitting third at third base. Luke Hancock is the DH, batting in the cleanup spot. Logan Tanner, the catcher, batting fifth. Batting sixth is Josh, H- Josh Hatcher, playing first base. Um Why can I not think of Skinner's first name? Brayland. Brayland Skinner in left field, not Riley. No. Uh, Logan
5: Forsythe at short, batting eight. And do Lane. what? Lane. Who is Logan Forsythe? Uh, he, he's somebody who's in sports. Hold on. Did I just complete? Uh, he plays for. He played for the Padres, Tampa Bay. He's. Been Lane MLB
4: Forsyth full. at shortstop, batting eighth, yeah. Yeah. and Scotty DeBrule is batting ninth and playing at second.
5: A little surprised that DeBrule's back in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Tanner Leggett at number three hundred. Just, I'm just a little surprised. We'll see. And then, of course, it's Christian McLeod on the mound for the uh, for the Bulldogs getting the Friday night start. It's all
4: uh, all that's left is the shouting now.
5: Yeah. There will be plenty of that, too, I promise. There will be plenty
4: of that. Um, I cannot be responsible if you make the trip to the ballpark and ultimately you don't get in, but I've had multiple people tell me today that if you walk to the ticket window and say, TICKET PLEASE! and you have the requisite payment necessary for said ticket, you will be issued a ticket to enter the ballpark. Isn't it just like 10 bucks? So you've got all these tickets on StubHub and whatnot for a few hundred, but the general admission's still cheap if you walk up and get it, right? Right.
5: Yeah. But you don't have anywhere to sit.
4: The, 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 one, on I the, yeah. the ones on StubHub have a piece of plastic that will allow your buns to rest if yeah. you are so inclined.
5: You can always lean. Lean on the drink rail. Yeah.
4: If you can find a spot to lean. If you can, yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi, two hours in the books. 5 o'clock hour is next. We will be right back. From
0: the place of, of America's, America's music. Super Talk Mississippi. Super. Powered by your Mississippi professionals professionals at the street professionals. 24-7 at fm, FM.
16: News. I'm Rich Dennison Police officials in Indianapolis say 19-year-old Brandon Hole is the gunman who shot and killed eight people before killing himself at a FedEx facility last night. Deputy Police Chief Craig McCart says it doesn't appear the shooter targeted anyone in particular. He just appeared to randomly start shooting. Officials this afternoon confirming the gunman was a former employee at the FedEx site. President Biden is speeding up refugee admissions, but keeping in place a cap initiated by the Trump administration.
3: The executive action offers more slots to refugees from Africa, the Middle East and Central America and lifts restrictions on resettlements from Somalia, Syria and Yemen. A senior administration official tells the Associated Press about 2000 refugees
16: have been resettled in the U.S. since the fiscal year began October 1st. Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. America is listening to Fox News.
2: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The CEO
14: of Pfizer says if you've received the Pfizer vaccine, it's likely that you'll need a booster shot.
10: The likely scenario is that there will be likely in need for a third dose somewhere between uh, 6 and 12 months, and then from there, uh, there will be an annual
15: revaccination."
10: That's Albert
14: Borla, who says the threat of variants will play a big role in vaccine strategy moving forward. And the Oxford Police Department says in the past six months, there have been 10 overdose deaths in their community.
15: Seven of those deaths occurred since January. Because? Authorities say production of counterfeit pharmaceutical drugs is growing. They are seeing Percocet, Hydrocodone, Xanax, and Oxycodone that are being pressed with fentanyl and have identical markings as real pharmaceutical markings. They have also discovered fentanyl in meth, ecstasy, and heroin. For more, visit supertalk.fm.
23: Grammy Museum Mississippi will host the original Women in the Round songwriter group this Monday, April 19th at 6 p.m. The four Grammy award-winning songwriters, Kathy Matea, Ashley Cleveland, Karen Staley, and Trisha Walker, have performed together for over 30 years in association with the legendary Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Tickets for this in-person fundraising show and dinner are $100 and are available at grammymuseumms.org.
2: All 81 of the state's food
14: distribution sites for the Women, Infants, and Children program will close by the late summer or early fall. The Department of Health announced the move as all clients are now being transferred to the use of electronic banking and a debit card for food purchases due to a federal mandate. Under the new setup, in most locations, there will be an approved grocery store and pharmacy within a 20- or 30-mile radius. Currently, 85,000 Mississippians are enrolled in the WIC program. And Attorney General Lynn Fitch believes the state Supreme Court will issue a ruling on whether the procedure used to get medical marijuana on the ballot was constitutional pretty quickly.
15: Because there's so much that has to be done, work ahead, particularly with Department of Health. So we're hoping we'll get uh, some resolution on that because you'll also remember that people are in the process right now of moving forward with additional initiatives to go on the ballot.
18: For more,
2: visit supertalk.fm.
0: Go with the home team. Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
1: Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait?
0: Yes. Sports Talk Mississippi Covering your Mississippi teams I've been waiting my whole life for this Don't touch
9: that down.
0: Here on Super Talk Mississippi
4: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm on Friday. Welcome to 5 o'clock. Welcome to the weekend. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and you. In 14 minutes, Jay Powell will join us on the Farm Bureau phone line, former pitcher at Mississippi State, World Series winner, and uh, at least part of the time, the color analyst on the Mississippi State radio network. We will talk with him about his playing time at Mississippi State, what stands out to him against playing against Ole Miss, and his thoughts on the series this weekend. All of that is coming up. We'll remind you that the C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. C is rapidly expanding 5G as a part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive the F-150, the Super Duty, or the Ford Ranger at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Tomorrow is a spring football day. And you got a bunch of it coming up on the SEC Network Plus tomorrow at eleven. The Vanderbilt Black and Gold Spring Game. Mississippi State will play its maroon and white game tomorrow. The Junction Bowl.
5: Seriously? No, they didn't change it. But remember, we had that segment of about a month oh, ago. that's we right. some better names. That's right. Uh,
4: let's see. You've uh, you got Alabama playing their spring game. What at one o'clock? on ESPN. Maybe it's noon on ESPN, I don't know. If you want to watch it, figure it out yourself. Um, Sorry, that sounded rude. I didn't mean it that way. I just don't have it in front of me and I don't actually know. Uh, The LSU National L Club Spring Game will be at noon tomorrow on SEC Network Plus. All these same place, SEC Network Plus. The Georgia G-Day game the Auburn A-Day game, and the Arkansas Red and White Spring game. Clever names across the SEC.
5: Yeah. That's why we changed them.
4: Yeah. Quarterback battles abound. I mean, I I don't know how much we're going to learn. I mean, I will watch the Mississippi State Spring game naturally. Uh, The other ones maybe I'll check out when they replay them a dozen times this summer. Yeah. But uh, if you are just itching for football... You've got quarterback battles in literally half the league. I mean, Texas A&M, there's one. Arkansas, well, technically there's one at A&M. Apparently they've got their guy already, but still, hasn't been named official yet. Arkansas, there's one. Kentucky, there's one. South Carolina, I don't know if it's a battle, more of like a pillow fight, but there are two guys that are preparing to play quarterback there. Um, I mean, even Alabama, you get the first look at their heir apparent. You get the same thing. At Florida, there are at least intriguing things to watch for in spring football this year and also helps that we haven't had it for two years, so maybe you're just stitching for it but there's something there substantive to watch in spring football this year. you know who Alabama's backup quarterback is it's a um, it's a Bryant, right? It's Paul Tyson who is Bear Bryant's grandson.
5: Grandson or great grandson? Grandson. That'd be great grandson. Gotta be. Would it be great grandson? Yeah. Anyway. I'm pretty sure that's right.
4: Maybe it's great grandson. Anyway. Which does not, by the way, automatically qualify you to be the starting quarterback at Alabama. No. Not when Nick Saban's the head coach. Yeah. I mean, maybe other coach that, that might change things, but uh, yeah. Um,. Oh, I forgot Alabama had the leader in the clubhouse in the all-name team. So I was going to find the quarterbacks just to see if they had a grandson or great-grandson. Yeah. But they have a defensive back from Birmingham.
5: JaQuincy McKinstry. You know what his nickname is? Kool-Aid. <laughs> really? <laughs>
4: Kool-Aid McKinstry. I like it. That sounds like the Key and Peel skit, man. All oh, right. yeah. Look, you you'll, you'll forgive me a second because I am um, distracted by the text message that says, "Can we get any news on the Oklahoma-Texas softball game?" I, I'm sure you can. You just can't get it here, uh, unless there's like a fight
5: or something. Then yeah, there's stick to sports, and then there's stick to sports. You know, guy. Yeah. Um.
4: So, where I was headed with that was, you guys know, I'm kind of, I don't care about spring football.
5: Real quick, Richard, just a weather update. It's raining in Starkville? No, it's raining in Ruston, and they're going to do two doubleheaders this weekend.
4: Oh my gosh. Okay, so Luke sent me a message earlier today with the weather kind of iffy. I'll read you what he said. He said, Jack Duggan told us if Game 1 is rained out today, they will play two DHs tomorrow and Sunday. And I asked all seven inning games, he said, to be determined, waiting on what happens tonight, not sure if they will do that. They may have a window to play, but it sounds like now no yeah. window to play, so no baseball and last just
5: tweeted out, tonight's game has been postponed. They play Saturday noon and then Game 2, Sunday 1 and then Game 2, but it does not say for sure if those are all seven inning games.
4: So doubleheader tomorrow and doubleheader on Sunday. That is awesome.
5: That is also exhausting. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a war of attrition. We'll, the better team will definitely win. Yeah.
4: Um. Because I care so little about spring football games, when I clicked on the schedule link on ESPN, it took me to the opening weekend of 2021 schedule. And it's always worth just a little bit of a perusal. You know, the, the first big weekend is Labor Day weekend, which is, you know, all the, the majority of the games are Saturday, September 4th. But you do have a small sampling the week before, highlighted by Nebraska at Illinois. And you have Hawaii at UCLA. I think the reason that Hawaii at UCLA is intriguing is that means UCLA will play a game before... Yeah. They host LSU at the Rose Bowl the following weekend. I assume you prefer uh, playing a game, but there's the question. Would you rather be UCLA and have a game the week before you play LSU or be LSU, not have to play the week before, but also not have a chance to work some kinks out before you play that
5: significant game? Rather, rather if my first game is significant, I'd rather play a first game that isn't as significant in front of it.
4: Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be in UCLA's shoes especially with all the questions going into this season. Now, I mean, LSU will kind of get a look at what UCLA does, but, I mean, UCLA doesn't have a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive yeah. coordinator and a new quarterback. And Well, do they have a new quarterback?
5: I couldn't tell you who UCLA's quarterback was if you gave me Wasn't it Dorian was hyphenated he still
4: there? last name last year? Yeah. Or was that two I, years I, ago?
5: I think he was gone. I could be wrong, though. Yeah,
4: anyway. Um... The Thursday night games of the opening weekend, Ohio State at Minnesota. Sneaky interesting. I mean, Minnesota's well-coached, Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback. There's something there. South Florida at NC State. State fans should watch I'll be watch watching that.
5: that, obviously, yeah.
4: That's all that's interesting on Thursday night. Friday night, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. That's an interesting game. And then on Saturday. Yeah, baby. Alabama and Miami,
5: good game. Georgia and Clemson, maybe the best season opening game we've had in quite some time.
4: LSU, UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Mm. Just trying to grab the ones that you know, of local interest. Uh, Louisiana Tech at Mississippi State, Southern Miss at South Alabama.
5: Old Miss, Louisville, but that's on a that's on a Monday. I'm getting or there.
4: Sunday, I'm right? getting there. Indiana at Iowa on the opening weekend. Love it. That could be a good game. 13 total points, 17 punts. A marquee Big 12, Big 10 matchup. Oh, no. West Virginia at Maryland. (laughs) We'll see. Isn't that the Big East of the ACC? (laughs) Um, Michigan State at Northwestern, Penn State at Wisconsin, and others. Hey, Dad is about to say C'est la V, and he is going to Love fight. take the... two. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. Which two? Next two, not tonight. I think Ole Miss wins Game One, and Mississippi State wins the backside of the series.
5: I think so. Okay.
4: Be safe. Enjoy the ball Little yard. Boys. Sports Talk Mississippi. Jay Powell will join us next.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. there in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. Just your typical delay so far this afternoon. 20 westbound between 49 and Gallatin is slow and go. And seeing heavy delays, 49 southbound uh, just before you get to 469. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers. Body shop, the best from us to you. All Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946
10: ben nelson golf and outdoor is now offering easy go units with maintenance free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency only at ben nelson golf and outdoor exit 114 in gluck or online at bennelson.com here's uncle cy
23: what's the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life
10: well that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in vietnam fighting the war we run into a herd of Oriental cockroaches, and they all weighed about
8: 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They were trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call
10: Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The
9: name to trust for over 65 years, the Havard Pest Control.
0: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests,
7: trust Havard. Havard Pest Control. Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
21: I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. We want to help you take control of your bill. Heating and cooling your home requires significant power, but you can minimize seasonal spikes to your bill by choosing level billing from Entergy. We'll average your energy costs throughout the year to help reduce surprises. You can also coordinate your Entergy bill with your monthly budget through our Pick A date option. Learn more at
15: Entergy.com slash MyPaymentOptions.
7: No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified Certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
23: Communication
9: system is.
0: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
4: with you Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm we're getting closer and closer we will lose many of you at the bottom of the hour as pregame coverage begins on both the Mississippi State and Ole Miss radio networks tomorrow and Sunday on the Mississippi State Network you will hear Jay Powell as the color analyst alongside Jim Ellis but right now he joins us on the Farm Bureau phone line to talk Mississippi State and Ole Miss JP what's up my man
12: Man, what's happening, Rich? How y'all doing?
4: Isn't this weekend fun? <laughs> it
12: really is. It's uh, it's got a good weekend, especially when you got two really good ball clubs playing. Um, it's it's a it's a good week. It's a good good time for the entire state.
4: You know, Jackson is your home. I'm in North Mississippi. Hey, Dad lives in Starkville. He's already headed off to the ballpark. But we've kind of talked throughout the week about the fact that it feels like the build-up to this particular year's series is bigger than it has been in a while. I, I think part of that's because they didn't play a year ago with, with the COVID-shortened season. And then the other part is because they're both so highly ranked. Do you get that feeling? Have you gotten that feeling in Jackson this week that people are just jazzed up about this weekend?
12: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think it's because they're both so highly ranked and they're playing really well. Um, I, I saw something on Twitter or something said this may be the biggest or most important Ole Miss State series ever, and I, I kind of laugh, to be honest with you, because whoever wins or loses a series long-term, you know, I don't think it affects them a lot because they're both really good. I think they're both going to be top-ten teams at the end of the SEC, and it's, you know, yeah, it's got a lot of bragging rights, but at the same time, you're, you're looking at two probably host teams, and, um, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't The bearings on it. I don't think it may be as great as, as other people may seem to think they are, but now you know as good as well as I do that any time these two schools play, it's a huge deal.
4: It certainly is a big deal. Jay, we talked to Brad Henderson earlier. He's on the Ole Miss side of things and obviously played at Ole Miss. Um, and I kind of asked him about his background, whether or not he grew up you know, as a fan of one school or the other, and he kind of told us a little bit about this. Take us back to when you were a kid growing up, what, born in Meridian. Did Where did you grow up?
12: Well, I grew up in Collegeville, you know, right between Meridian and Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I, it's a little bit of a town there. Um, and I grew up really, honestly, my, I had a brother in law that played football at Southern Miss. And uh, so I kind of grew up, honestly, watching Southern Miss more than, than anything. Now, of course, I knew Mississippi State, and, you know, with Archie Manning and Old Miss. And so I knew the history of it. And, and you know, we always following all sports that's just what we did as a kid um as I got older in high school um you know I kind of gravitated more toward Mississippi State and and just uh, the fact of the baseball program um I, Jody Hurst went to high school the same high school I did and Jody was ahead of me and would play at state so I kind of that's where I started kind of gravitating to
4: what was your recruiting process like
12: uh Coach Polk coming into my house and he wouldn't leave until I committed so <laughs> I finally had to commit to get him out of there <laughs> did he smoke um, a
4: cigar while in your house
12: not while in my house but he ate my entire uh, my mother's entire plate of banana pudding ooh um, and my mom, finally my mom said "I, I she said isn't gonna eat a little banana pudding or are you gonna have to commit to to get we get him to leave but no we uh I was recruited by uh you know by all three of the schools and um you know, at the time, you know, State had just gone to the College World Series, and um, Hill Denson was at Southern Miss, and uh, I believe it was, uh, I believe that was right around the time, Jake, it was a, I think it was a coaching transition at Old Miss at the time. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I was recruited by those guys in LSU and Miami, and it just for me, you know. I got down to the end of the day. I love Coach Polk. I just like you know. I've got a team that just went and played the College World Series an hour and fifteen minutes from my house, and you know, I just felt real comfortable with the program. And uh, I just you know, for me, it was 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 kind of an easy decision.
4: Is there a game, or are there a couple of games that stand out from from your time? I guess when you played in Oxford, it would have been at the old ballpark, right?
12: Right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, so the, before the renovations, I guess um, they. Um,
4: That's right. I, yeah, okay, nineteen eighty nine uh, was the year that they opened the new stadium.
12: Right. Yeah, I was. I was at the new stadium. Okay. Um, thank God, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not that old yet, but I'm getting there. Um, but they had, um, yeah, I mean, and, and look, the thing, and they'll tell you this too. Every player in Old state will tell you this. A lot of these guys I was friends with. Me and David Lucci to this day are still really good friends. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Sylvia was a catcher up there. Yep. Um, played against him in high school. Uh, Snowpack. You know, there was just, we all knew each other. Now, that didn't mean we didn't want to, you know, beat each other's brains in on the field. But, um, for us, there was, a, there was a certain amount of respect between the, the players. Um, and, and, you know, we competed against each other tremendously hard. But from that standpoint, you know, we either, our paths crossed a lot of times as teammates or all-star games or something like that. So, you know, we all kind of grew up knowing each other.
4: Did you guys have as much fun playing in what was, at the time, the Mayor's Trophy game, the, the oh, midweek game, as, as you well, did the series?
12: We loved it, man. I had a – the 1993 year, we were um, – at the time, we were the number one team in the country. And we come down to, to Jackson, and people I, I, think I'm kidding, but the pine trees in left field and Smith there were guys in climate stands to watch the game. <laughs> That's
4: so awesome.
12: It was packed. I mean, I, I've never seen a, a, a crowd like that at that place. Um, we end up, I had a home run to take the lead in the bottom, on the top of the ninth, the bottom of the eighth, or something. And then uh, I blew the lead because I was closing in the. The bottom of the ninth, Mitch Harrison hits a walk off off of me, um, and I mean it was it, it was really meaningless for you know in the conference, but for us it was great because you know we in was a neutral site and a lot of people it kind of got to see you that normally wouldn't get a start on well, maybe Oxford, um, and it was just a really really fun time. Down there. So we what was
4: it? What year would that have been? Ninety two or ninety three?
12: That, that was, was ninety three
4: that was 93 it's yeah. crazy so i never i didn't go to a, a mayor's trophy slash governor's cup game until i was i might have gone to one when i was in high school but i remember lying in bed and listening to that game the night that richie harrelson hit the uh, the walk off home run and people it was crazy it, it, yeah. anyway so not to not fun. to bring up a bad memory i forgot that you no. were a two way
12: guy though yeah, yeah, I was, and uh, of course Richie, you know, now is coaching junior college, and every yep. time I see him, you know, he wants, he reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> hey, Jay, was, you remember you know, that night? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, and but uh, it was, it was, you know, it, it was looking back on it, that's a great memory. You know, yep. it really was. I, you know, I really I'd rather turn out the other way, but um, still, I mean, playing in those atmosphere and just the competition part of it is a lot of fun. All
4: right, tell me what you think is the difference maker, one way or the other, this weekend.
12: Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Just looking at it, watching them play, they're a lot alike. They really are. Um, If you look at them offensively, Ole Miss may hit for a little higher average. Run score is pretty similar. Um, you know, you, you might give a slight edge to them defensively. You might give a slight edge to Mississippi State pitching. Um, The depth of the bullpen, I think, is a big advantage to Mississippi State. But in a three-game series, it doesn't really come into play. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, if you're playing 162 games, you want a deep bullpen. But, I mean, in a three-game series, I don't know if there's a huge advantage to having a deeper bullpen, if that makes sense. You know, Borky um, and I were
4: talking earlier today, and, and we said the difference for Ole Miss, one way or the other, might be how deep Hoagland and Nikhazy can get in Game 1 and Game 2. If they're able to give you 6-plus, right. then... Maybe that tips things a little bit in favor of Ole Miss, but if they're not, then perhaps it really tips things in favor of Mississippi State. Yeah,
12: well, and, you know, State wants to get the bottle in Landon Sims. Yeah. And that may be, you know, preferably I think for them it will be the eighth inning. But, you know, it, it's and college baseball has changed a little bit, and, and especially the way they run it. I mean, you know, when I was at State, I would out about a three games in the closer. Maybe all three if I had a lead. Yeah. Where now, you know, they'll bring Landon in. Maybe he may go three innings, and that, but that may that may do him for the whole weekend. Um, so that that part of it has changed some, and um, you know, I think Ole Miss may manage it a little bit different. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if they can get six into pitch into the seventh inning with those two guys, that that negates any advantage you have out of the bullpen as far as depth. But even even about it, I mean, a three-game series, I don't know, unless you get into a starter, get knocked out or an injury or extra innings, I just don't know if there's a huge advantage to having a really, really deep bullpen. In there.
4: Man, how excited is it, are you, is it overall to know that when you walk into the ballpark and, and first pitch is thrown out tomorrow, they're going to be 11, 12, 13, maybe 14,000 people there?
12: Yeah, it'll be great, man. I just think back where we were this time last year. Amen. Um, you know, and and it's it's just we're all this you know in a situation where we're blessed to be able to get back out there and, and play and enjoy it. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what to expect tomorrow. I mean, capacity wise, I mean there may be a ton of people. I don't know if they're. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they made an announcement what they're doing, but. Uh, if they can get in, folks are going to get in tomorrow.
4: Yeah, Every, everything I hear is that they have quietly said if uh, if you walk to the ticket window and you got the money to buy a ticket, you're probably going to get one. So hopefully that yeah. turns out to be the case. Jay, man, I appreciate so much you spending a few minutes with me this Absolutely. afternoon. Absolutely. Enjoy the weekend and look forward to talking to you soon.
12: Hey, right, we're going tell everybody in the state now. Look, whoever wins the series, the other side, it's okay. All right, <laughs> they're both two good teams and they're going to have a good postseason. So let's just enjoy the weekend and enjoy some good
4: baseball. Jay Powell as the voice of reason. Thanks, bud. You don't hear that much. Not very often. That's Jay Powell on the farm
13: bullet
20: points. I'm Evan Brown. Starting July 1st, it'll be cheaper to buy guns and ammo in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice signs a new law eliminating sales tax on firearms and ammunition. The same bill offers tax credits on equipment and property for firearms manufacturing businesses in the state. And Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon enacts a law allowing any gun-related business to collect damages when suing banks or financial services providers who refuse to do business with them. Meanwhile, in Colorado, Governor Jared Polis is expected to sign two bills, one to require gun owners use trigger locks or store their weapons in a safe, and the other requires owners to report stolen or missing guns to police, all while Nebraska's Governor Pete Ricketts declares his state to be a Second Amendment sanctuary. His proclamation is in resistance to executive action by the Biden White House to enact gun control measures. And those are your bullet points. I'm Evan Brown, Fox News.
14: i'm Stephen gagliano and you're listening to supertalk mississippi news the ceo of pfizer says if you've received the pfizer vaccine it's likely that you'll need a booster shot
10: a likely scenario is that there will be likely a need for a third dose somewhere between uh, six and 12 months and then from there uh, there will be an
15: annual revaccination
10: that's albert
14: borla who says the threat of variants will play a big role in vaccine strategy moving forward and the Oxford Police Department says in the past six months, there have been 10 overdose deaths in
15: their community. Seven of those deaths occurred since January. The cause? Authorities say production of counterfeit pharmaceutical drugs is growing. They are seeing Percocet, Hydrocodone, Xanax, and Oxycodone that are being pressed with fentanyl and have identical markings as real pharmaceutical markings. They have also discovered fentanyl and meth, ecstasy, and heroin. For more, visit supertalk.fm.
17: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals. Existing C Spire customers, new C Spire customers. You might be saying, existing and new customers? That's everybody. And we agree. That's why we call them the Everybody Deals. So whether you're a new or existing CSpire customer, get an Everybody Plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours, no bull. CSpire: New and existing customers get our best 5G phone free. Go to CSpire.com for details.
0: What we're going to do right here is go back. And so now back to the- back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
4: All right, so here's the official announcement from Ruston, Louisiana. Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, the top two teams in the current Conference USA West Division standings, will now play a doubleheader on Saturday with two nine inning games and a doubleheader on Sunday with a pair of seven inning games. So two nines tomorrow and two sevens on Sunday. So finishes ultimately the same way, just a different order. So instead of nine, seven, seven, nine for the four games, it'll be nine nine seven seven. I guess that makes sense. That's not so bad. No. I mean it it stinks to have to play eighteen plus fourteen. Thirty two, I believe. Thirty two innings in two days. I and mean, yeah. that's just brutal. That's assuming none of them go to extra innings. We can hope. Just oh, by the way. Uh, you have baseball that is underway in the SEC. They are headed to the third inning in Athens, Kentucky, and Georgia scoreless. Auburn and Alabama will play Game 2 of their series. It begins at 6. Game 1 for Ole Miss and Mississippi State starts at 6. 6 o'clock in Knoxville. It's Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Game 1 is on ESPNU. Uh, Missouri and Florida have been delayed. No updated start time at this point. Texas A&M is at number one. Arkansas first pitch at six thirty, and at seven, game two between South Carolina and LSU. LSU won game one last night. They were ahead five to nothing going into the ninth, or six to nothing, and gave up a run. So LSU is playing a little better. They are um, not really surprising, honestly. I mean, I know that. We had some fun... 5-1 to was the final. ...mocking LSU and their struggles, but... Manary hasn't forgotten how to coach. Yeah, they got two two last weekend against Kentucky, and... You know, it's possible there was a little fool's gold with South Carolina. Possible. It's possible. Um, Um, Non-sequitur but breaking news. uh, Alabama is now on the list of states with a name, image, and likeness law. Legislature just sent it to the governor's desk. Wow. Florida and Mississippi got into it. There's no way Alabama was not immediately going to get into it as well. But yeah, yeah. that uh, certainly uh, certainly makes some sense. So a fun weekend of games uh, in the SEC. Some of our audience, a lot of our audience has uh, gone away. So if you're still with us on the live stream, whether it is on the Super Talk app, or perhaps you're watching at Super Talk TV, hello. Uh, we're glad to have you along for the last uh, last half hour. I we'll- would change it, but... No, it's fine. Hey, that's closing face. is too good to not change. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I, I think we just leave that freeze frame right uh, right there. That's, uh, that's good stuff. So what is burning a hole in your pocket as we wrap things up on this Friday afternoon? I want to ask you about something. Because I, I tweeted this, and, and I kind of knew what was coming because people are just unable to... Um, Actually read what is written on... Time out. Th- Wait, hold on. See, smart text line. Hey, Dad's freeze frame looks like Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. You uh, were saying. You tweeted anyway, something I, and you wanted so, to ask me something, and here we are. So it was a video of uh, Sohei Otani, and it wasn't anything special. It, he hit just a ground ball to the shortstop, a routine ground ball, and he beat it out. Okay. Ran 29.5 feet per second, which is just flying. Ronald Acuna did three, that's it. So three seconds home to first. Three seconds home to first. And he is a lefty, uh, so that helps some. But it was pointed out by Braves fans that Acuna did it in 30 feet per second instead of 29.5. Okay. The point is, that is absolutely flying down the base path. Flying. So this is a guy who has elite-level speed, can, Does Acuna pitch also? See, that's what I'm getting at. Um, elite-level speed, can play outfield and do it well when he's asked. Um, his ERA isn't great, but he throws 100 miles an hour as a starting pitcher. And also, with a 190 season last year as a career 275 hitter. He's in the 300s this year. So he's got power. He hits for average. He can. He's a starting pitcher that throws in the triple digits. He's got elite-level speed and can play in the outfield. Shohei Otani is the most overall talented baseball player since ever question mark. Now I'm not talking about best player cuz I had people say well he's not the best player on his team. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Most overall talented baseball player since when? And we we kicked this around earlier in the week and and I don't know if I came up with a good answer or a dumb answer, but I threw Babe Ruth out. I mean, that that might be the answer. You've had two-way players in the past, but there is nobody in my lifetime that has done on a baseball field what this guy is doing. Because it's not just that he's a good hitter for average. No. Yeah. He, he does that while also but pitching. He, what, it's insane. Would the Angels be better suited to have him as an everyday outfielder slash hitter, they would. But does that do anything with like recovering after a start? No, no. I mean, oh, not just pitching. not
24: not pitching him. Hmm. I That's mean, interesting. It,
4: it, is the durability and the the lifespan? So is he playing basically every day? Yes, he he's hitting every day. The when he's not pitching, and then he's going two way when he when he pitches. Man, I don't know, but I, I I don't know the answer. I mean, he's fast. He's got a cannon. He hits bombs. He is an everyday guy. He actually leads the team in at bats. Hmm. So, everyday guy. Well, I mean, they're getting everyday out of him, then. So you know, occasionally run him into the outfield. Well, they probably. They like pitching once a week and playing the outfield once a week and the rest of the time he's DHing something like that. Yeah. So so far this year only 12 games, 47 at-bats but he's hitting 340, has 4 home runs. It's pretty special. And then when you add the starting pitching piece to it as well. Um th- there's part of me because you you mentioned, I mean his pitching numbers are okay. They're not like blow you away. There's part of me that wonders could he function as a closer? Could you play him in the outfield and hit every day and then bring him into the game as a closer? I don't know. See, that might be it. In the and, ne- and he doesn't have to be 101 out of the bullpen every single day. I mean, he can, he can be 96 to 98 with a good breaking ball and get guys out at the end of games. And it's not like you're going to be in a closed situation. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out how you maximize your usage. And obviously Joe Madden is, is smarter than I am and knows Shohei Ohtani better than I do. And, and you know, I'm sure they've had these conversations and tried to figure it out. But if I'm managing a team that Shohei Ohtani is on, then I'm trying to figure out how to get the most out of him on a daily basis. Yeah, isn't there also, I mean this might be a silly question, um, but a, a marketing aspect of this too? To to get that guy seen as much as possible? Oh, no doubt. And, the, and I mean it should not, it, it shouldn't be just from the Angels. It should be Major League Baseball as well. <laughs> you know, all the way around you're trying to figure out how much exposure you can get from this guy who's so incredibly talented and does so much and is popular. Um, uh, did, did he get man. hurt recently cuz he's not due a start um at all I mean so they've got the 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 games out with a starter listed he's not one of them I don't know but in, in his his one start this year so uh, he well I mean he had that deal where he got run into at home plate oh yeah wonder if that's keeping him out a little while. He's still hitting, though. Hey, who's a bigger star in Japan? Hideki Matsuyama or Shoei Otani? it's a good question. It, this is probably also a silly question. Um, is he the right guy to be Major League Baseball, the face of Major League Baseball? Because you feel like you've got the future in basketball. Um, is Otani the right guy to be the face of... Right, no. His skill set, I mean, everything he does is right, but... I feel like he's not American. Right. He doesn't speak English. He can he can be the face. Yeah, I mean if he was if he was a Japanese ball player that that spoke English maybe. He certainly can Borky, he's not the face of the face of the Angels. He plays on the same team as Mike Trout. Yeah. So so you have Mike Trout who is quiet and underspoken and is not I mean he's marketable in the sense that he gets endorsements. But it's not like he's this big, over-the-top, gregarious personality. In addition to being the most talented player in baseball, or the best player in baseball, and you got Shohei Ohtani who doesn't speak English. It's like the Angels need a third person that's like really marketable and good <laughs> as well. It's a shame what the local rights fees and or situation yeah. is because you can't wa- you can't watch these guys every day. I mean, the the best option to be the marketable face of baseball going forward is Fernando Tatis Jr. Or Acuna, the way he's playing right now. Or Ronald Acuna Jr. All right, we'll wrap it up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. One more segment on this Friday.
2: the Dean's List with Janice Dean
18: a mom who donated a kidney to someone who made a difference in her kids lives makes today's Dean's List Graham Nesbitt managed the local skating arena in Seaforth Ontario Canada and always went above and beyond the call of duty to make sure neighborhood kids could get in as many hours on the ice as possible no one is more grateful for his dedication than Bonnie O'Reilly her two sons Ryan and Cal who skated at Graham's rink both went on to play the NHL. Graham retired in 2003, but people still remembered his kindness. So when the community found out he needed a kidney, local folks lined up to be tested if they were a match. One of those people was Bonnie O'Reilly. Once Bonnie learned she was a match, the only thing left to be done was to arrange for the surgery. The transplant was successful and Bonnie and Graham are doing very well. We're grateful to share their story of kindness. Janice Dean, Fox News
13: Fox on 10. The FBI has been given the green light to fix malware in computer servers in the US running Microsoft's Exchange Server software. The Justice Department made the announcement of the court-authorized move to copy and remove malicious web shells from hundreds of vulnerable computer servers that are used to provide corporate email service. It comes in response to hacking groups that exploited zero-day vulnerabilities in Microsoft Exchange servers to access email accounts and place web shells, which are pieces of of code or scripts that can give hackers remote administration. In the announcement, Assistant Attorney General John Deemer said the move, quote, demonstrates the department's commitment to disrupt hacking activity using all of our legal tools, not just prosecutions. In March, Microsoft announced the issue with Exchange Server software and released detection tools, patches, and other information to help victims of the hack. But hundreds of computers are said to still be running the altered software. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox
21: News. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Bex Band. With G Love and Special Sauce.
15: Cooling out with the the source, the season, my baby.
21: Taz hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more—it's a full day of music presented by Wicked Weed Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: From the Magnolia State to the World. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi.
4: I have no idea who this guy is on... Uh, on Twitter Ryan Folks University of Arkansas FCA Okay He tweeted If you're an Ole Miss fan traveling to Starkville this weekend this tweet is for you I know you don't like state I know you I know giving them credit for anything might make you sick I know there's a no place like home but please give yourself permission to appreciate Duty Noble Field It's actually a pretty good tweet it's spectacular. Have you been to a game since it's been completely redone? No, everything's finished. It, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And there was, there was a response in the tweet in the tweet that said, "Look, if you're an SEC fan that likes to get in the whizzing match of Bomb Stadium versus Duty Noble versus Swayze versus Alec Box, just just stop." And just recognize that they are four unbelievable environments for college baseball. They all have their own character. They're all unique in their own way. And just appreciate all of them. Man, some of these pictures. So Heydad tweeted a picture. He jumped about 20 minutes ago to get to the ballpark. And how long is the line, Borky? Um, I mean, it's Ed, several hundred yards. Yeah. Coming, let's see, that is. Like the people in the back of the line will miss multiple innings at best. All right, so this is from the rotunda, uh, rotundra entrance down in the right field corner. And the line goes out on the concrete, across the road, and then just wraps back into the grass that, you know, is kind of above the parking lot. If you're familiar with that area, kind of back toward the hump and working its way back toward the football stadium, at least in that direction. And it's three or four wide and a few hundred yards deep. Uh, I saw a picture from inside the stadium just a little while ago. Apparently the berms down the right field and left field lines have been absolutely packed. Like shoulder to shoulder for a solid hour. Some of these pictures are fantastic. I'm so jazzed up about this. And a little sad I'm not there. Yeah. I know it's very, it's easier said than done, but there are going to be a lot of, I say a lot, but there are going to be chair backs that are empty tonight, people that are just holding on to tickets that don't use them, while you've got folks that are standing three rows back on a fence because that was the best seat they could get. I wish people would try harder to sell, because the same problem exists at Ole Miss and I'm sure a lot of places. If you're not going to make it to a baseball game and it's one like this, find somebody to sit in your seat. I'm going out on a limp. I don't think there are gonna be many chairbacks empty this weekend. I hope not. I-, I think this is the weekend where I'm looking at a picture right now and it's early. Oh yeah, yeah. The early start, but there's it's a good bit down the first baseline and I Yeah. No, you're right. How's it play out, Bort? State'll get two, I think. So you and uh you and Haydad both went with State gets two. Look, like, man, I'm home or whatever, I think Ole Miss finds a way to win, too. Um, we'll hitting the baseball really well. I mean, I, I know I kind of said something snarky about the the bottom of the lineup, but those one of those two guys has to prove that they belong, or else somebody else needs to be in their place. Otherwise, that's an offense that is confident and just hitting the crap out of the baseball right now. Yep. Uh... People are jazzed up about it. We've had a great, fun week talking with you about it. We've talked with Aaron Fitt and Teddy Cahill and Kyle Peterson and Tom Hart and Brad Henderson and Jay Powell. Am I missing anyone? I think that's it. I think that's it. It's a lot. It was a heck of a week. And it feels like it's going to be a heck of a series. Ole Miss and Mississippi State just minutes away from first pitch. of Game number one, game two uh, coming your way tomorrow. I, I should, off the top of my head, know first pitch times for, uh, for all three games this weekend. Game two tomorrow is at 2 o'clock. It is uh, SEC Network Plus only, uh, in addition, of course, to the uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State radio networks. and Then game three on Sunday is at 1 o'clock. So, what, you'll have uh, Bart Gregory and Charlie Winfield as the announcers on uh, the Saturday and Sunday games. That's been a fun week. And by the way, I told you at the outset of the show, I'll mention it to you one more time and then we'll mention it again uh, next week. The Refuge Golf Course in uh, Flowood, open for business starting next Monday. You can book your tee times by calling them, go to their website, the Refuge Golf website, just Google the uh, address, and uh, find the number, give them a call, and get on the books for your tea time. Enjoy this college baseball weekend. For Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. We will talk to you on Monday. Good night.